0: It's a Friday night. Thanks so much for joining us on another edition of the Arms Boomer Like Project live from beautiful Amherstburg, Ontario. Thank you so much for joining the stream. We are broadcasting on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter this evening, and this is episode 37 of the show. Uh, It's going to be a fun one tonight. It's going to be one that'll probably go off the rails, and uh, I just look forward to it. This is honestly going to be one of the highlights of my week, is uh, welcoming my guest on the show, and he's back by popular demand. Not that I'm running out of guests to talk to. I'm not. And there's people that want to chat, but I listen to the audience and I've gotten a lot of emails from people saying, hey, we want this guy back on. This guy was funny. Um, love having him on the show. We miss having you guys kind of interacting with each other. So we'll get to my guests in the next couple of minutes. But as we usually do here on their program, we recap what he missed and what is coming up. So uh, last week we had the return of Steve Bureau, a world-renowned photographer, good friend of mine, and uh, telling us about his adventures up north. So you can catch that on YouTube and Spotify. And then this upcoming week, Eric from eyes on Windsor, one of our partners who covers a lot of our stories here on the arms, boom and lag project will be live with us next Friday at eight o'clock here on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. So my guest, uh, I mean, my God, what do I need to say about him? Other than, uh, you know, I say that people are awesome all the time. This guy is the epitome of Epic. Uh, it does a heck of a lot for the Windsor Essex community. And, uh, He's just a cool dude. Mr. Adriano Choodoli is back on the show with us. What's
1: up, dude? How are you, man? I'm good. I actually, you know, I, I came prepared for this one. Our last one, what we did like a 12-hour marathon on the the last <laughs> one. But it was I like came...
0: literally three hours, I think, right? Yeah. When you first I think, came I think on the We did over
1: three hours. And oh, so I brought God. snacks, I brought drinks, <laughs> I, I, I surrounded myself with things that I would need uh <laughs> just in case. I,
0: I said I said Age, I said to Carrie, I'm like, I got Adriano back on. She's like, oh, that's good. And she goes, well, are you guys going to go along? I said, I don't know. And she goes, what are you drinking? I'm like, I might have a shot of whiskey. But I I like wimped out and I've got like tea. I think it's like ginger
1: tea. But what do you got? I um, have some Windsor tea. (laughs) (laughs) It's Robinson, eh? Yeah, it's uh, the Larry Robinson uh, uh, one-time release. Six-year-old six-barrels mix Mm. from, uh, from JP Weiser's that I have. So uh, I might as well, hopefully I won't be uh, finishing off the rest of the bottle uh, t- <laughs> tonight, but who knows? Good, who knows where the night will
0: It'll be good ratings, honest <laughs> to God. We'll see how things go. Um, dude, I, I mean, Windsor Eats, uh, we got to talk about a couple of things to do with, with the shop, with you and Pina. Um, lots to get to. Lots of good news with Windsor Eats, finally, and I think that has kind of to do with, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not going to put a negative spin on this, but. You know, all that news coming out of South Africa today and, and uh, Belgium as well. And, you know, but there's good news. Um, you know, there's some re- easing of the restrictions here. And you guys have been kind of, you know, chomping at the bit to get back to doing what you guys do best. And that's, you know, provide people an experience here locally. Right.
1: Our, our, we're, we're keeping our fingers crossed because really, you and like you said, with the news coming out today, who knows how things are, are going to be uh, come next summer. Um, but I mean we we have to plan, right? We can't just be sitting on our hands and then if nothing happens, kind of be caught with our pants down and, and not have anything for uh for ourselves but also for others to to do. So we're planning as if we're going forward uh in twenty twenty two. Um, you know, we've been saying this every year since twenty nineteen. At first it was like twenty nineteen, it's gonna be the year. <laughs> and then twenty twenty, this is gonna be a good one. Twenty twenty one now we're saying we're 2022 we're hoping it's be it. we're keeping our fingers crossed so we've slowly been announcing um and and putting tickets for sale for for some of our our normal and regular uh events and and tours and stuff um and uh we're we're hoping that uh that it goes forward i mean we're we're trying to trying to stay positive and we have to plan as if uh as if things are going to be okay
0: yeah and one of the events that i i I mean, I mean, when you launched this, when we used to talk about... Well, I think you launched this when we were doing the gig on CTV. Um, but I thought it was such a cool event. And now this is coming back. And what a great piece of iconic architecture in both Windsor and Detroit to be at. But it's your dinner on the pier, right? Mm-hmm. And these shots, I think, tell a pretty story about how epic this experience is and, and how much I think a lot of people are looking forward to this. AH.
1: H? No, I'm... This is one of my favorite events and not... Not because I get to enjoy it. I mean, I'm busting my butt. <laughs> <Right>. You're <laughs> hustling. and you. the entire yeah. day of, and and Pina's busting her butt off. Uh, you know, getting it, uh, getting it all sorted out. Uh, but it's just, it, it really is something that we love because it reimagines a space uh, that most people really don't think of. Of something that's kind of iconic uh, in our city, and that's being able, you know, to to dine uh, as you see that that long table right underneath the Ambassador Bridge. Uh, you know, being able to view the uh, of the Detroit skyline and having ships, you know, floating by and, and honking as we're all dining out on the, uh, uh, on the, uh, the pier. It, it really is something that's special and beautiful. Uh, and this was the first one that we really announced and saying it's coming back. And normally when we normally run uh, dinner on a pier, uh, we do it in, um, uh, in, or we announce it in January uh, February, uh, but we were like, that nah, we can't, we can't hold back that long. We're pretty excited to uh, to announce that we're doing it. Uh, so we announced it. Uh, we're going with a Polynesian theme uh, as well this year because every year, um, uh, if people haven't been to it, uh, as I was mentioning, it's a long table dinner right down the down the pier. Um, usually about 120 people under normal times. We're still trying to figure out uh, the the exact specifics for uh, for 2022 on that. Um, but it's usually like a a 15-course meal that you get. So it really is something that, that's special. And we change the uh, the cuisine uh, and do something special and choose a special cuisine each and every year. So it's co- uh, constantly different. Um, you know, in, in the years past, we've done Israeli-inspired cuisine, uh, Oaxacan uh, inspired cuisine, which is a specific region uh, in Mexico. Uh, we've done uh, Japanese izakaya, which is like a Japanese bar food, uh, late night bar food. Uh, this, this year for 2022, we're doing Polynesian, uh, which we're really, yeah, we're really excited about uh, because a lot of people think Polynesian is just like, you know, coconuts and, uh, and pineapple and it's so much more than that. Uh, sure. So we're, we're excited to, uh, to be getting some Polynesian inspired cuisine uh, into some people's bellies. Uh, for dinner on a pier this year
0: that's exciting and i think um you know some of the comments we had coming in as you're talking about it too you know Kyra says you know she can't wait for it um tim saying great idea too it's a popular event i think it was probably one of your big tentpole events uh pre-covid too right people look forward to it it's it's something that is a brilliant idea too and like you said you're showcasing the riverfront um this will be exciting so you're, you're selling tickets for this now
1: like uh, yeah this is, absolutely you know, and, and and we look at it as in 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 we describe it as it is an iconic Windsor event as well. Um, while it, I mean, it's very, uh, it's very niche and very specific, uh, and and limited amount of, of people are able to attend it. It is something that's extremely special, and that we know uh, not just people within our region, but even across Canada, we've received messages from, and even into the U.S. Uh, that uh, that are aware uh, of the dinner on a, up here, um, and and it's something that really showcases Windsor in a positive light. That in in certain ways that you know, some people might not think of it. Still, one of my my favorite favorite uh, responses or feedback that we received from dinner on a pier was one guest that told us, "You know, I didn't even feel like I was in Windsor. I felt like I was on a, at a seaside resort, um, in you know, in in, in some tropic uh, area." And and that's amazing that someone you know could could be transplanted. You know, at least. Emotionally uh, and 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 mentally into a different place while still being able to experience their own city and just reimagining a, a space within their own city and that's kind of what we try to do with dinner on a pier. And the tickets usually go really fast. Like even we just put the tickets for sale last week and all my days are blurring into uh, into one now. I have no Same. clue what is what anymore. Same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I really don't. Um, so that's her. But uh, we've like we've already sold probably a, a couple dozen tickets. Uh, already, um, so awesome. we know they sell really quick, um, and and we figured, you know, as as excited as we were, and with the holidays coming up, you know, it is it would be something that would be a great gift uh, for someone uh, or to give to someone um, the the dinner on a pier, uh, and and give them something to look forward to doing uh, in twenty twenty two that I'm sure a lot of people are looking forward to getting back to to doing a lot of things in twenty twenty two, so.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, and and right, is the the one stop shop. You want to get all that, that information? It.
1: Absolutely, yeah, we, we have it all on on Windsor East. We haven't announced the menu yet. The menu probably will be announced, um, probably in January, February. Uh, we're still. Uh, I would like to say I've actually been uh, taste testing a couple of the menu items already, and it's Sweet. fantastic, it's really good. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's been it's been excellent. Um, uh, so it. We're gonna be announcing once the dishes are, are perfected and they still may be subject to change, uh, but we're gonna be probably announcing that in January or February, um, which by that time, who knows the tickets could all be uh, be sold out by then, fingers crossed.
0: So you gotta get your hands on those too. And then, yeah, I know you're so pumped. This is gonna be coming back. I saw the announcement, this is event again that I need to try and it's always fun. It, it always spreads the word. It's, you gotta love this event, right? It's nothing oh, like- Friday Night
1: Lights? Ah, I love Friday Night Lights. So if you're not aware of it, we've been doing them for a few years now, Friday Night Lights. And it's uh, it's basically a, a pub crawl, uh, a nighttime pub crawl on bikes. Uh, but everyone is decking out their bikes in LED lights uh, and, and music systems. And we go around and we basically, we visit three or four different establishments. People can enjoy themselves, buy a beverage or food at each stop if they want. And it's just a way to experience... You know, locate again locations or establishments throughout the city that you might not have been to before. And we get like this isn't just a small ride; we're probably getting two, three hundred people uh, on each ride. Or we were getting two to three hundred people on each ride uh, when we were hosting them. And uh, so, and that's one reason why we didn't host it uh, at all in the last couple of years, as we were trying to be as safe as possible and not having too many people all gathered together. Uh, but we're really excited uh, to, uh, to 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 bring it back for next year. Uh, and really get uh pardon the pun, but get rolling uh, again uh, get you know get rolling again and really start you know start having some fun and and hopefully because i 'm sure i 'm not the only one people have been really having a lot of stress on their shoulders and weight on their shoulders over the last couple of years uh, and start doing things to to kind of release that and feel uh feel a little bit normal
0: I think that you know when you're able to do this next year. And you talk about the stress that people have. I mean, God, like all of us have had it. Like, let's let's be honest. Like in some way, shape or form, it may not have been a work-related stress. It might have been family-related stress. It might have been, you know, just the uncertainty of the world that we live in today. But, um, you know, I read a really great quote and I was going to use it on my forecast for tomorrow as I always try to put some inspirational words when I do the forecast, when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh God, I'm so old. But I'll put something <laughs> on the forecast and I'll, I saw it and I thought, You know, this is really great. It's like you can't pour from an empty cup. And when you talk about that stress, I think I hope I was speaking to somebody today, Adriano, that, you know, if the pandemic has been anything for anyone, it may have been a reevaluation of what's important and maybe making those experiences. And I think when you have an event like Friday Night Lights, and I get your post this week when you guys were announcing it, I saw on Facebook, you were like, there's something about the energy in the air when there's 200 plus people riding on bikes on a warm summer night through old walkerville you can't describe it and i think that's that's something that most people won't experience but hopefully they will because
1: it really becomes a part of the magic no and and it really is and it's not even just it's not even just within the cyclists themselves i mean you hear it from the the cars on the road that are honking at us and you know and 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 saying, this is awesome, you know, from the drivers yelling out their window, asking what's going on, or the people that are stopping and filming on the side of the road as they're walking down the sidewalk and we're passing by it. It really is something special. And it really, it it just, there's a lot of joy and and just good feeling within the group as you're you're moving about. Everyone is just there to have a good time. uh, And it truly does show uh, and, and it really is just it's something special uh, going in uh, that group with that many people uh, and and still having a having a great time and not having to worry about anything and it being all positive uh, throughout the entire evening. It, it really is uh, it is something unique. And that's that's part of what I'm excited, you know, excited to be around again when it when it comes back is just that kind of air, air of positivity because I mean, a lot of people have been beaten down <laughs> over the last two years, right? I mean, there's it, it's uh, it's been a it's been a tough couple of years for people, you know, to mentally, uh, you know, work wise, professionally, everything, and so it, it it's it'll be just great to to have those feel good moments again uh, as uh, as things start opening up.
0: It's like I I, I was again speaking to somebody, and it's like you want to sum up the last two years. It's like at some point people are like, I just want to get off this ride right like at what point does the bus stop and can i get it off but it's like yeah it's 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 hard right it's like i mean i i really try to mitigate my my intake of news right i try to be very strategic in what i i watch listen to that being said i've been known to fall
1: down a tiktok hole uh, as we've talked about well, here. That, that's uh, natural now, right? I mean, like, Once you open up you. that app, it's done. It's I done. Know, I'll, t-
0: I'll be like, Adrian, look at this. I'll send him, like, ah, send him a freaking text. But I'm like, look at this guy.
1: <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, it's just like you want to surround yourself with some positive and fill that cup up with some positive stuff, whether it is you know things that are happening or unique experiences that are happening here in the Windsor-Essex area. Um, we've got a couple of comments here I want to get to, too. Uh, in regards to your peer, dinner on a pier, Tim says... Hey, you know what? This would actually work in Amherstburg along the waterfront in Navy Yard Park. You can come out in my hood and put it on. I think the appeal of this is because That's you're not actually here, Tim. That's
1: not a pier. That's just a walkway, a walkway on the riverfront. Uh, a brunch on the walkway, as they call it. <laughs> it would be called dinner on a sidewalk.
0: <laughs>
1: I'd still buy tickets. Mind you, mind you, Navy Yard Park is beautiful. I'm not knocking Navy Yard Park at all. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. Gorgeous.
0: But yeah, I think that's the appeal, right? You want the, the pier, the island, the, the jutting of the land so you're surrounded by water as you're eating. And that's
1: the whole thing, because honestly, throughout the dinner, I mean, we have a live musician playing um, playing as well. And usually we try to theme it with the, uh, the theme of the, uh, the cuisine. Um, but like you're hearing the water splashing around you, right? When you're looking across the table, you're not seeing the land beside you or, or other people in the park or anything. You're just looking out at the water. Uh, and looking out at the the skyline, uh, which is part it, it's one of the unique spots in the city where you're able to to do that because there aren't many at all that really jet out into the the water like that. Um, and so it really is something special and it uh, and it was part of the reason why we chose it to uh, to host the uh, the meal, but we've definitely I mean it could work in in multiple. I mean there's spots of uh, piers in in Kingsville and even in in Leamington uh, that I could be done in done at as well uh, a little bit a little bit of a, a different feel, a different kind of style, um, sure. the, the being on those ones, but that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that too.
0: Well, I was going to say, if, if you're thinking about the Windsor proper, Windsor, Tecumseh, LaSalle, you could kind of do it at Gilmore Park. They have kind of like the, it's not like a pier, but it does jut out into the water uh, at Gilmore Park in LaSalle. And you could even do it, um, I don't think it's at Lakewood Park in Tecumseh, where they used to have the yeah. Dragon Ball festivals. They have that big, that Although
1: I, I'll tell you about that one, because we checked it out as well. We did, no, oh, did? We, we okay. did a lot of research looking All into it. Right. Okay, um, that one was a little, little more narrow uh, at Lakewood Park, because uh, we did look at it a little shorter, a little more narrow. Uh, so it would have it made it more difficult that putting the table and the chairs around it to have the servers being able to go and having enough space uh, to, to do the work on the sides as well. Um, you, you,
0: you couldn't do like um, like a country dinner where they like, they start at one end of the table and they just pass it down. You pass it down. <laughs> country dinner. Oh, this is great. Thank you. And then pass it over well, here. You know, there's
1: drones now that deliver things for Amazon, right? We can just have it just pick up the plate.
0: Like, <laughs> here it just
1: comes down. Like, oh, this is lovely. Thank you. I'll
0: have that. That's great. Now that
1: that would be an experience.
0: Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you that, uh, like Kingsville, I mean, hook up with Nelson over there and Nelson Santos and say, Hey mayor, we got to get this going or Hilda out in, um, in Leamington, in Leamington and Leamington and try to get that going. That'd be pretty cool.
1: No, we, uh, I mean, we would love it. I mean, we, we, there's so many things that can be done in so many places to be able to do unique things. Right. And it's just one thing that, that Pina and I, when we're creating events and when we're, we're, we're brainstorming ideas is we try not to let, you know, is it possible? Has it been done before? Kind of affect our decision-making in terms of what an event could be. It's just like, this is what our end goal is, you know, on the high level of what we would like. Let's try to find a way to make it happen and ask. There's a lot of times we've done a lot of things in the city that hadn't been done before. Um, and a lot of times it's just because people never asked. <laughs> and, and, and that uh, we've really discovered, you know, it, it, if you ask the question and if you want something, ask for it because you never know what you're gonna be able to get. Um, and then you work on it from there, and you you know you do some uh, some massaging and and figure out ways to to make it happen. because uh, I mean, it's it's human instinct. A lot of times, a lot of people, when you bring up something new, the first you know the first uh, thing that comes out is like, no, not possible. It hasn't been done before. And then when you really start drilling it down, it's like, well, why hasn't it done before? You know, here are the ways that it can be possible. You know, can we make this work? Uh, and then, as you start breaking it down, uh, you know, those who are uh, are are having to make those decisions as to whether it can go forward or not, start seeing that it, you know, it, maybe it can be possible and are willing to uh, to approve it. So, we try not to let things like uh, it's never been done before or it'd be hard to do kind of affect uh, affect what we want to do. You literally tell those
0: people mentally, you may not in their face, like, here, hold my beer.
1: <laughs> watch, watch me do this. Sometimes, like literally, it's like literally, oh my beer! I'm going to show you how this can work. You got to take a swig. I'm going to show you how this is done. I'm going to show you how to do a
0: tourism event. There you go. Um,
1: and, and a lot of time, maybe this is just me. I don't you know. Who knows? It's probably ego, but or stubbornness. But when someone tells me that I can't do something, that just makes me want to do it even more so, right. just to 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 prove them wrong. So the
0: story of my life, man. Honestly, <laughs> like it's. You know, and it's funny you should say when people say, Oh, yeah, well, it's the negative this and negative that. We've never been done. I think it takes a real good visionary visionary and a leader to say, this might not be in my circle of what I know, but maybe there are other objectives and other perspectives that will allow me to skew something that could be a success and I can learn to like it, right? Um, I, I, I always think that that's a great way to kind of bring new people into something, whether it's a product or a service or anything like that is to open up that sphere of influence and say, this is what I can do. This is what I can't do. Um, I think these are, this is, would be interested because I think you're right. I think in the next year with COVID, hopefully easing a bit, um, we can take a look at what's happening and start to sell this area a little bit more for staycations. Cause God, like inflation is going up. Jesus, like half the stuff I see in the grocery store. Like I go grocery shopping for the family, and it's like how
1: much butter and eggs cost now, right? (laughs) And then Carrie,
0: Carrie, Carrie gets on my back. She's like, "Oh my God, why are you spending so much money?" I'm like, "Sweetheart, go grocery shopping, and you will see how astronomical things are." Like we have a fridge that I got put in the basement, and I made like a makeshift pantry when things. And I'm literally grabbing stuff on sale, and I'm like stockpiling different things, and. We have like eggs that were on sale. Like, I keep because we eat a lot of eggs in this house, but yeah, it's just insane. Um, but I think people are going to want to stay home. So I think what you guys are doing is absolutely critical for See, I, people doing. I'm worried about the
1: opposite happening. Yeah, and I'm worried, like, from a business perspective for Windsor Eats, because obviously a lot of what we do, um, it's still based on the local audience, right? And then needing yeah. that local support for, for people coming, even though we're, we have a lot of tourism based initiatives. It's that local support that really sustains us and keeps us going. Mm-hmm. And I really feel that because of the last two years of people having not been had the opportunity to really go out or being still very hesitant about going out uh, to a lot of things um, that I don't want to say they're going to snap, but they're going to be like, we're getting the hell out of Dodge and we are going somewhere. Um, and, and that's what I'm worried about a, a little bit. Um, just from a, a local uh, perspective, because I still think I think it's going to be a very long time before the American um, customers and American visitors start returning to Windsor Essex. I yeah. really think it's going to be a long time before that recovers. Um, and so the the local base is going to be that much more important to sustain a lot of these these you know small business uh, small businesses and, and and entertainment initiatives and festivals and events that are happening in our area. Um, And and I think I said this before in in the last time when we spoke that the term, you know, use it or lose it is going to be front and center um, over the next year. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I I, I mean, I I even hear that now, too, with some people I know, like uh, my father-in-law. I think they booked a vacation. They're going to Hawaii, somewhere tropical soon. They're getting the heck out of Dodge. And uh, I mean, they go hunting northern Ontario as much as they can. And they've been doing that a lot because it's like, what else are you gonna do? But now that things are kind of opening up, they're like, "Hey, we're bye, Felicia, we're out, you know? Like, see And, that's,
1: and that's what I think, because you, you hinted at it earlier in, in, in this talk and saying that people are re- have been reevaluating, you know, their lives and, and things like that. And it really, and you, you see that big time in the hospitality and tourism, especially hospitality industry, that sure. a lot of people have left the industry because they really, you know, took a deep look at themselves, at their lives, about what they wanna be doing, what they are doing. Um, and, and I think a lot of people are finding deciding you know, know, what, screw this. We're taking that big trip. We're doing, you know, that, that's something special that we always wanted to do because as you know, the last two years have shown who the hell knows what can happen. Um, and, and, you know, start, start living life and, and appreciating things and building and, and, and creating memories instead of just, uh, you know, hanging on to a, padding your bank account Uh, And say always saying one day, one day we're going to do that. It's on the bucket list where people are actually checking off the items or or looking uh, in the very near future to start checking off a lot of items on their bucket list.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you 100 percent, I think. And that's something I mean, we're going to go all over the map tonight. um, Different things to talk about and uh, wanted to get kind of like the good news with the Windsor Eats scene uh, out front and center on the show. I um, want to talk a little bit about that coming up. I want to talk about your thoughts on, um, quote-unquote, you spoke about the tourism, hospitality and tourism and, and servers in the industry, but the great resignation. Um, you know, I have some thoughts on that too in terms of this mass exodus and sort of, I, 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 I always say it's the guy who smokes a pack of cigarettes every day for 30 years and then goes in the doctor and the doctor says, you have terminal cancer. And he's like, what? It's like, I, I, I liken that situation to the great resignation. And and, and then that, that's my whole two cents. But before we get into that whole bag of chips and more, Adriano's drinking. Uh, I don't know if I have. I've done my tea. I'm on my water. So I'm going to probably have to text Carrie see if she can get me a drink or something. Bring it down because I don't want to leave the live stream here. I, I can't. No, you can't be trusted. You're one of the few I would be like, okay, okay. <laughs> take God. it over. I'm out. Bring see, it. I'm a of burger. I'm good. Uh, let's go to the, the stream here and talk to some of the folks who are commenting. Good old John Fairley joins us this evening. John says, Adriano, so proud of you as an alumni of distinction of
1: St. Clair College. Thanks, John, so, for watching. I'm I'm going to jump in on that for a second because I absolutely love John. I, 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 I'm very proud to be um, not just a, a graduate of St. Clair. Pina's a graduate of St. Clair as well. Um, but I, I'm extremely proud to have been chosen as an alumni of distinction for St. Clair College because... A lot of people just look at them, okay, they're uh, you know a post-secondary uh, uh, educational institution. They invest so much into the community and provide so much support for community events and, and programs. Uh, and even from a tourism and hospitality standpoint, provide so much of the workforce uh, for, for that industry. Uh, they really are something that is integral uh, to, to the community. And I'm, I'm, I'm extremely thankful for all the support that they've always provided us. I mean, they were they were big supporters, jumping on board right from the get go with uh, and then seeing the the need uh, for when we did our um, our uh, outdoor food hall uh, over the last, which was awesome,
0: by the way. Thank you. Which was which was awesome. Actually, that was one of uh, you know we're very cautious of bringing Liam out, um, but I said to Carrie when you were I think it was like late summer when you were doing it. I said to Carrie, "Go, let's go for let's go for dinner. Adriano's got his food hall on Ottawa. Let's let's go." So we had a great time. Oh, my God, we had a good time. Um, I think you got to meet Liam up close in person, first of all, and so well run, so well organized. Uh, the tacos were like, oh, so good, dude. Right. <laughs> it was really good. It was really good. And they had the little wine bottles from Peely that we had, too. It was just really well put together, man.
1: Thank you. And you wonder, to, as awesome as it was, as, you know, as, as thankful as I am for all the support that we received, Pina and I were so happy when it was done. Like it, it
0: was, it
1: was, You're like it was so physically and mentally exhausting um, to be uh, basically running a festival every single weekend um, and 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 having it going like it was it was exhausting uh, on top of other things that we were doing as well. Um, so it, we were extremely thankful when it ended. We were very appreciative of all the support. Uh, that we received and that we were given the opportunity, you know, by the city of Windsor and then the support received from uh, from St. Clair College, um, but it was nice to to be able to breathe again uh, when we finally had a, a free weekend when it ended.
0: Well, I mean, most of it's. Uh, I mean, you're you're lucky because uh, at the rink at, at Lansbury Park, it's it's covered. You got the awning, right, which is good. But and I remember a good friend of ours here on the show, and you know her, and I know her. I've known her for years, Chrissy Cochran. Uh, I know she was pretty pumped to play at when you had kind of like here's the outdoor food hall and here's the night market going. And then it turned out to be the weekend where we had our golf tournament. I think it was for the humane society. And it just piss poured rain. <laughs> and I was like, and then I was like, Oh, we're scheduled a golf tournament. And I, I, I saw Chrissy tweet and she goes, Oh, well maybe next time. And I'm like, Oh, poor Adriano. Cause it's like, that's a whole thing too, where you're just like, Oh, absolutely.
1: like our expenses. A lot of people don't, don't realize like, it doesn't even have to rain. Like when you're organize, organizing a festival or an event, as I'm sure you saw with, uh, you know, with the the golf tournament, it oh, doesn't yeah. even have to rain. It can just be a threat of rain, and and that can drastically affect uh, a festival or an event. And like whether one person walks in the door or a thousand people walk in the door, our expenses are our expenses. Like and and they were for each weekend, each day. We were looking at like a couple thousand per day just to open the doors, and that's not even including like you know the the, the staff to to be there and all the other things. Like there there's a lot of expenses uh, involved. So anytime we see something like that where it's, it's rain, it's just it's such a punch in the gut. Like it's sucks <laughs> <bizarre. laughs> like, there's no other way around it. It's damn, damn weather guy, son of a bitch. <laughs> I always blame you to everyone when I'm talking if it's raining. Oh. Rain, I'm, you don't even do the weather anymore and i'm still blaming you for it
0: <laughs> i i just do the forecast in the morning because it's uh i like doing it and i i i you know we got a dedicated base for that but every once in a while carrie's like well you should know i'm like
1: oh, don't do <laughs> i don't do that. i don't
0: i just put it on there i don't do it you know um go to a couple more comments here as we continue with my buddy adriano chodaly good to have him back on the show uh eric from eyes on Windsor says i think your scooter graffiti tours were an awesome idea i hope to see them back
1: thanks eric um yeah they were we were really excited from like we reached out as soon as it, it was announced that they were coming to the city we reached out to, to bird canada uh and they were very receptive to the idea of uh of doing tours um and the, like they were great to work with and we had a great response from it people loved it number one it was a lot of people that were just wanting to use the scooters (laughs) that that hadn't used it before so they were able to use it in kind of a a controlled space that they didn't have to worry about well how do I do the app and how do I do this and then and that it was kind of they were walk through it and we were you know they were just able to hop on and be able to to scoot along um but also just I think a lot of people when they were going on the tour were just amazed at the art and the 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 skill and just the culture that's within the city of Windsor as well and as we were bringing them to the places um and and you know going through the stories and and the history uh and and just the thought process of some of the artists and why they did certain things uh within the city they were really um really excited and really happy uh and odd about everything that they they saw and learned on the tour. So it was we received incredible feedback on that tour. We're excited to do them again uh next year. Um we yeah, we're excited to, con- to continue on uh next year with those uh, tours and possibly even add uh, a couple other tours not just the graffiti tour but possibly a food tour uh, as well going along on the scores. cuz the great thing about them is like on a walking tour you're set within like a very small space that you're you're having to go to. So you have to make sure that not only are there enough businesses in that place for you to be able to visit, but enough businesses that are willing to work with you that you trust, that you built a good relationship with uh, in those spaces that allow you to, to be able to visit, right? And make it worthwhile for, for people to go. Um, and so that kind of each, you know, each process whittles the numbers that are the 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 businesses that you're able to work with down a little further a little further a little further each time you know when you're in a vehicle that opens it up a lot more a lot more but it's not as as intimate or as much of, of an experience where the scooters and on bike allow you to to go a little further out and visit multiple neighborhoods possibly uh in a fun manner in an experiential manner uh and uh and and in minimal time Uh, as well with a a minimal uh, environmental input or uh, uh, you know footprint uh, as well Um, so we were really excited when those bird scooters came to to Windsor and we're excited to hopefully expand on what we've been offering so far on them.
0: That'll be cool just to see everything that's going to come down the pipeline for you guys next year I mean it sounds like it's going to be a full slate and I think as exhausting as it may seem you guys are probably like it's about damn time (laughs) you know like we got we got
1: to go let's go you know well and i'm i thought you were saying the show's done we gotta go we're done No, we're just getting
0: started are you kidding
1: we're we're done we're not doing three hours anymore we're doing 30 minutes and we're done no just getting started no but but like like like, you guys
0: like from you and penis perspective it's like man like two years like do we do this do we not it's like no like let's just go let's get it done let's go you know
1: dude like but it's I can't state enough how much the last two years have affected Pina and I. Usually we've been very much, and I will readily admit this myself more than Pina. Pina's Pina's great at jumping into things. She's she's amazing. The, the thought process that she puts towards things. She's usually having to tell me though, sometimes, whoa, 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 whoa. Put the brakes on a little bit. Let's, you know, let's. I like I'm usually jumping in right in from the get-go on things right and say all right let's do this but the last two years have really affected both of us and it's almost kind of been like it's almost been a paralysis of sorts uh, that we don't know what to do because we don't know what to expect and so it's really stopped a lot of our our decisions and like yeah like we've we've lost a lot of money in the last uh, couple of years, not just normal revenue coming in, but literally lost a a lot of money. Uh, Like one, one perfect example was right at the beginning of the pandemic. You know, we had uh, a little festival ready to go in our masters of the Brewniverse. We had tickets like we had, yeah, we had hundreds of tickets sold. Um, Like we were, we were ready to go. We already had paid a whole bunch of, of stuff and had a lot of expenses and had to pull the plug on it. And we, we had to refund all those tickets, but didn't get refunded a lot of our expenses. And so we like we lost a lot of money on that. But, I mean, it had to be done. Obviously, right at the beginning, everyone was scared as well. Everything shut down. No no clue what was going on. But, it, I mean, it, it had an effect on the business, right? And it had an effect on our, our mindset as well in terms of, you know, how do we move forward without knowing what exactly the future is going to be holding, especially as you were mentioning earlier about... Like the news out of uh, out of Africa, out of uh, Europe having record numbers and the, that Ukraine yeah. that's vaccine resi- resistant and all this stuff. Like, it's scary. But, like, you you can't be standing still at the same time. So what are you going to do? You, you have to move forward and no one really knows what forward is going to be right now.
0: I think, yeah, you're right. And, you know, y- you got to take, like you said, you got to f- use those windows of opportunity, right? And, uh And push forward i just geez like i like tonight when carrie got home from work and i was cooking dinner for liam he got home from daycare i'm on my phone and i again i try to really moderate what i i bring in but i i am a frequent user of reddit i go on reddit and i check the latest news on reddit and they're talking about the omicron variant now in south africa and uh, a lot of the eu shutting down travelers to south africa and then I'm like, I, I say to Kara, I'm like, Oh God, here we go. Right. Cause this is like Wuhan in 2019. And I, I think I said it a little bit on the show, but I was the guy in 2019 where we were, we were having Christmas family, Christmas here at our place. And I've got like YouTube on after Christmas dinner. And I'm showing people, remember there was that video footage of like folks who were like convulsing in Wuhan on the streets when things really got bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, th- th- like I'm showing like my father and I'm like, see, this isn't right. Like, you know, people are posting on Reddit, but like I see this stuff. I mean, I'm, it could be nothing, but I see all these things that are happening, and it's like,
1: God, here we go again, right? Like, well, and and, and exactly, and Pina and I through all this, like we have we have a lot of family that's over in Europe, in Italy. Yeah. We have a sister that lives in in Ireland, and we've really paid close attention as to what's happening over there. How what what effects is it having on business? What effects is it is it having on on the residents there, and, and what the government is putting in place uh, over in in, in Europe, and Italy, and Ireland, and other countries in Europe, um, because if it's happening there, it's going to come here. <laughs> gonna, odds are, it's going it's going to make its way over. And so yeah. we were like, one of our, our family members, our uncles, uh, run run businesses. Uh, they're entrepreneurs uh, in Italy as well, and so they were starting to tell us like things are getting really or starting to tell Pina, like things are getting really weird. Uh, You know, and this was back in, in 2020, uh, 2019, 2020, things are getting really weird over here uh, in terms of what's happening. And so we were paying really close attention uh, and kind of forecasting like, all right, if it's happening there right now, it's going to take some time, but you know, it's likely going to have the same effect over here too. Uh, Just with, you know, people traveling, you know, just basically being one, Big world, right? That that's very easily uh, accessible. Uh, any point of it is easily accessible now, uh, and so we based we try to pay very close attention to what's happening over there to forecast what's going to happen here. Um, and it, I don't want to say it did well for us because I, I didn't do well for anyone. <laughs> I mean, but you, should any you, did, you have business, to be aware, right? Part, like but... you've,
0: you've got to be aware, and you have to be able to. I mean, especially in your guys' business too, to again, try to forecast. And I mean, like you said, the rule book of things to expect has been thrown out the window. Oh, I think 100%. as of March 2020, right? And, so. like, and, I, and I can
1: tell you, so Pina and I, like 2020 write-off, right? We looked at 2020 as a as a complete write-off. Um, But a lot of people were saying, well, 20, you know, the next year, 2021 is going to be a good year. And Pina and I were both like, I don't think that's going to be the case. And especially in in hearing what a lot of forecasts for, you know, the bigger businesses with a lot of money that are going to be able to to look into it a lot further and forecast a lot better than what we can as to how things are going to be. Like the airline industry was saying, well, we're not even going to get close to to a rebound until 2023 mm-hmm. or 2022, 2023 around there. And so we looked at things like that and, and kind of those little, you know, those little red flags saying, all right, so Pina and I anticipated 2021 being the exact same as as 2020. And in fact, I, and I think I can speak in talking to a lot of different, you know, restaurants and, and and businesses and hospitality and tourism, a lot of them are saying 2021 was actually worse than 2020. Hmm. So, uh, which is really interesting to, to, to hear. Um, and I know for us, it was actually probably worse uh, as well for us. Um, so it, we're hoping 2022 starts that little positive uptick. sure thing, uh, the uptick. Um, we're still not anticipating going anywhere near back to normal, um, whatever the hell that is now. Um, but we're, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but we're right. We're hoping, I mean... we're hoping there's going to be something that's better than what the last two years uh, have been. and that's why we've been announcing our events. Uh, and things along those lines is just that we're anticipating at least in seeing how other play, although the last little bit and the announcements over the last little bit throws up for a loop, but same
0: thing forecasting about
1: forecasting for next year, right? So they said the same thing about
0: Delta variant, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I it, again, roll the dice. What is it? Like, uh, you know, you're saying the, the, the vaccine efficacy might be uh, uh, something uh of concern with these new variants. But I mean, I, that's all you can do, right? Is you can just plan and hope for the best. Exactly. But I mean, we're not doctors.
1: Neither of us are doctors. So uh, enough enough about the negative talk. You thought we were going to be talking about positive. Come well, on. That's why I wanted to talk about
0: all the positive things going on here, um, including our buddy, Mr. Adam Castle, chiming in saying one of the hardest working teams in the city. I agree, Adam, 100%. <laughs>
1: You know, Arms and I were talking about this earlier, and I just want to throw out uh, Adam Castle, amazing person, you know, doing amazing things uh, in the city of Windsor as well. And he was a guest uh, of yours as well. And I'm, I'm, uh, Adam and I are friends, uh, and so I would just like to say that Adam, um, I believe my episode, first episode with Arms, uh, compared to yours, still has more views, um, and I'm happy about that. Uh, <laughs> and I just wanted to point that out to everyone else uh that uh i am up here and adam is just below <laughs> <right> here <laughs> he's like right now i
0: guarantee you he's typing or him oh
1: him, i, I him think typing. i actually just saw a notification from him coming to my messages <laughs> <laughs> oh god I should say I mean I was I'm not a I'm not a complete asshole. Adam's a <laughs> Adam's a great person. He, he really is. is. He has he such a great heart uh, and he's oh. doing amazing things with uh with WeTech and helping so many uh startups and businesses and just, you know, gives so much of his time uh from a from a volunteer perspective. Um I just like, you know, to like Ribbon and, and twisting into them a little bit as, as good friends do, right? Good friends are there to, just to build all. you up. And then when you get too high, knock you right back down, <laughs> bring you back down to that's earth. All. <laughs> that's all.
0: So that's why I thought it was apropos that at the end of the year, when we wrap up season one of the show um, to have, and I haven't announced it yet, but my original plan on the show, now you're going to, you guys are going to rib me now. My original plan was to wrap up the whole first season here was having Carrie, my wife on. Carrie declined.
1: (laughs) I'm said, i like, she's got got a lot of faith in your show arms. She's like,
0: like, no, no. I'm like, I'm like, okay. She's like, well, who do you have on next? And I'm like, okay, well, I got, I got Burroughs. I got Adriano. uh, I'm going to bring on Chuck and, you know, and she's okay. And I said, so I was thinking about ending the season with you, like a one-on-one. And she's like, oh, oh, (laughs) Okay. So she goes, well, how would that work? I said, we just do it. We've done a couple live streams the two of us before. You'd be upstairs, I'd be in the office. Okay, I'm like, okay, it's weird. And then she pulls me aside the other day and she goes, yeah, so um, I don't want to do your show. Like like, I got
1: another offer.
0: just don't think it fits you know like what i'm about and you know like i'm gonna go go
1: on the straight out of windsor podcast instead (laughs) and uh probably would she
0: probably would call up andy sullivan and be like hey andy like like andy would call her and she'd be like oh yeah i'll be on your podcast no problem it's amazing it's a great show
1: (laughs) why wouldn't you it's a great show listen
0: listen, he has a lot of production value he has a lot of time to do it make it awesome (laughs) right this is very raw this show is raw um we take one cut there's no edits this is live man um, but so she, she goes well, okay so I'm like okay well I really want to end the year with a bang so I started a spitball and when you were on the show and then I had Adam on the show and then I had Ian from Fight Like Mason on the show and we all kind of know each other we kind of roll in the same circles Um, I said oh, know, please, tell you, me I, what
1: I, please tell me what yeah. I think you're going to say
0: <laughs> yeah well we were going to do we were going to try doing like a round table and this was during this season and then it just didn't happen because I started filling up with guests so then I'm like end of the year To be me, you, Adam, and Ian live for a pre pre New Year's Eve Eve show on the thirtieth of December next month. So I don't know how long this is gonna go. I I'm pretty sure there's gonna be alcohol involved from everybody uh, in who's gonna be on the show. Well, Um, or
1: no alcohol. I mean, there may be some people that don't drink alcohol, which is fine. That's okay.
0: (laughs) Well, the ones that drink will do doubles, Um, and we'll just kind of like just take apart everything in the news and we'll just have some fun with it and just see where it goes. So it'll be
1: good. It'll be good. I thought you were going to say, and I was getting really excited, that we were going to be like, we are doing like a Mario Kart showdown or, or something like that, where like the four of us are going on and it's a battle to the death.
0: <laughs> we should, honestly, we should, because I know he's, he's a PS, Are you, you're PlayStation,
1: right? I don't have a single unit here. I thought, I thought you were a PlayStation guy. I don't have anything. I, I was I and you want know to what? And it's not because I don't want one. It's you because no I know if one enters this house, I'm never leaving the house or speaking to another human being ever again. um That's And cool. so, for my own productivity state uh, and just you know being a normal human, well, as normal as you can be, human <laughs> human being, like I avoid I avoid having anything. Uh, uh, anything and the, uh, although I say that and I'm going to show this to you for a second, and it's funny that I have I don't have it right with me. At the, where is it? Uh, it's up on the shelf there, but I have one of the controllers, but I don't have it hooked up.
0: Oh come on! Is that is that the Pong? No,
1: for Atari. Yeah. For Atari. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, get out of here. So I have an Atari system here, and the only reason I have the Atari system was because when we were originally planning uh, Masters of the Bruniverse. The whole thing was 80s and he-band themed like obviously masters of the brew universe right yeah, yeah. masters of the universe uh, so everything was 80s themed uh, throughout the entire event so we were had a, like a screen ready to go that people could just go and basically play atari all night uh, as they're drinking beers as well and so we bought the atari unit we had all the games uh with it as well and then of course that you know the the pandemic happened we had to cancel the event but now i have this atari system <laughs> dude that's awful. and all why, the games this is why oh. i'm
0: so excited for Masters of Brunus. like i've i'm a huge he-man fan man too and i got
1: the kick kicking you know um i've got a whole have collection you seen a new cartoon i think i sent you a clip the other day yes. that i was cuz season 2 just came out on netflix yes uh, and i started watching it and i was like there's some subtle nuances or, or 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 things being said in the show. And I was like, oh, this, you know, this is for adults if they're listening. <laughs> that's a really, that's you sent me so that, really right?
0: You sent me that over the weekend and Carrie was uh, in the States visiting her sister. So I was like total, su- I was like total like single dad this weekend. So I was like taking care of the boy and, and then I see it as you send me, I think it's Skelligod. Spoiler alert. A Skeletor, god. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I knew he was back on season two. I love Mark Hamill, who voices Skeletor or whatever. This is great. And they're like, no, did you really watch the clip? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm folding laundry. Liam's in bed. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh yeah, I got to complete the age. I'm like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I'm actually it's in my list of like things to watch on Netflix, too, is to catch up with season two, because I didn't honestly I, I didn't care that much for season one. But then I got into it because I kind of like some of the stuff like I've got the Skeletor, Mark Hamill Skeletor, and then I got Skelegod back there I got from my sister-in-law, um, but I, I I don't mind it uh, for for storytelling for He-Man I didn't mind it. At all. Well, I enjoyed it. like it's you take it for what it
1: is right, and and I enjoyed it, and it was just nice seeing like something from your childhood, uh, something brand new from your childhood uh, coming out because like I used to have I had the Castle of Grayskull, I had Skeletor's you know mm-hmm. palace as well, like I had all the characters and like it. It was just it was it was fun. It kept me entertained just as having kind of that uh that flashback. And really, I mean, I'm barely leaving my house right now anyway, so what else am I gonna do? So,
0: <laughs> that's why like Carrie, Carrie goes, every time I come in your office, there's more like action figures and toys. I'm like, this is my lair, get out of my lair, I've got
1: my <laughs> batman. Oh, admit it. You're like, no, I didn't I didn't buy anything new. No, these were always here.
0: These are yeah. <laughs> you know what, and I tell her that too. I said, So don't pull that. When I come upstairs, like, oh, we have more winners bags. Where did these bags come from? Home Sense. I've never seen that vase before. More pillows. Oh, we've always had those pillows. Oh, we have we have more of those throw blankets. Like throw blankets, there's throw blankets all in my man cave. I'm like, I don't even know where they come from. So it's like, okay, I'll turn a blind eye to your winners Home Sense shopping. You turn a blind eye on the occasional action figure that I may pick up. Also, okay. uh, the trade off.
1: I'm going to do something here. That's a, that's totally off topic. Uh, and, um, uh, and, and just cause I want to embarrass her as well. I mean, that's that, again, that's what friends do. Um, but so because I was talking about Adam castle, we actually have a, uh, have a friend who's li- watching right now and listening, who just sent me a message saying, you keep talking about Adam. What about your amazing friend, Kira? So, <laughs> so I want to bring up our, our friend Kira as well, who is also a, uh, uh, an awesome person who's been doing amazing things in, in the community. Uh, and just embarrass her a little bit. Um just saying that, you know, your, uh your ploy to get attention is work, here and I'm mentioning you uh, <laughs> on the air. So... <laughs> now you're live. You know... oh, she's gonna kill me. She's probably like blocking my number and uh and any messages right now. <laughs> <I know.
0: laughs> you're now live to the 15 people watching. <laughs> And she says it only took 36 years.
1: Well, you know, it should have taken more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we've got so many comments coming in. (laughs) Let's get to these. Uh, A couple of going, I'm going to go right to the top here. So Joshua says, uh, hey, I went to high school with your brother back in St. Anne's elementary days. Hope he is.
1: Dude, St. Anne's. (laughs) Right on. Well, it's a French school now on Monmouth. Um, Yeah. I mean, I went there up until grade two until the school closed down. Uh, but, uh, that's awesome. Hilarious.
0: So, uh, Josh, he, 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 great guy. Um, I know he has a a child with some medical challenges as well. So it's, it's been nice from our perspective to connect with him. He's a great guy. Always tries to tune into the show. Um, Adam Castle about how we rib each other. It's how we show the love. Absolutely. Um, and now you may have started something with Eric hashtag. We want Carrie on the show.
1: Um, Uh, how about, how about you're not even on the show? I'll, I'll host it. I'll interview Carrie. <laughs> okay, that
0: that's what we'll do. We'll make you the host. Carrie can go like get all her like decor, like the all because she always says to me, "Look, I got so much crap in the background," and I'm like, "This is my cave. This is all my spoils of war. I'm going to show my stuff."
1: And, but if she really wants, I mean, she doesn't. Even, it doesn't even have to be about her. We can make the entire show like an arms expose. The what what is the real arms like? <laughs> oh
0: my god, she'd be like, "He's he's the biggest suck um he's obsessed right now he has obsessions and his current obsession is uh christmas inflatables our front lawn looks <laughs> like the griswolds went nuts uh no she would she probably. are, are you that, gonna but. are you gonna
1: kick the reindeer and santa on the front lawn as the <laughs> lights are working I,
0: I was going to the other day because i've got so much stuff wired on my front lawn that with the rain that turned into snow into ice it shorted out some of my stuff so carrie was leaving for work today and bringing liam to the daycare and i was getting ready to start my day in my office and I go to turn on the thing. I'm like, ah, oh. so I was out there yeah. today. I'm like moving the frozen inflatables that are all like like trying to figure out. I have to ask a question right.
1: though. Yeah. What kind of stuff are you buying if it's outdoor displays that are shorting out because of rain? <laughs> Where are you getting your stuff? <laughs>
0: You saw, well, I said, you saw on my Facebook page, like my personal one, I, I like buy and sell on Facebook. Like I'm a big buy and sell guy, right? So if I find something that I can't find in stores because of the shortages, uh, we have like a Disney theme on our front lawn, right? Like it's it's very important to me that Liam, we have- like,
1: Oh, I, I I saw the, uh, the frozen uh, let Elsa? it go. Yeah. yeah.
0: So Carrie messaged me like, 6.30 in the morning, I'm out of the house and she's like, where the hell is he? She texts me and she's, where are you? I'm like, oh, I'm getting Starbucks out in Tecumseh. And she's like, when you go to Starbucks in LaSalle? and I'm like, I also found something on buy and sell. So. And she goes, Armin, what did you buy? I found a five foot inflatable Elsa.
1: I'm sorry, she it, called, she she used Armin.
0: Oh yeah. Anytime, oh yeah. It's, <laughs> anytime it's the full name, I'm in shit. Right? <laughs> I'm in trouble. I'm in big trouble. So I'm like, don't worry, I got you. I got you. Your your latte. You're good. Don't worry. And then uh, we set it up. She comes home. She goes, really? And then Leah, and I are like high five, and we're
1: like, yeah, this is awesome. And you want to know what? That's all that matters. <laughs> If, if he's excited and high fiving, sorry, Carrie, I'm with I'm with arms on this. Sorry, I'm with Armand on this one. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I'm in trouble now with Adriano too.
1: Um, See, <laughs>
0: she, she she comments now. She's too much stuff on our front line. I would disagree. I would think that it's a winter wonderland of magic and wonder. Um, you, that kids you wonder like
1: and, and this isn't this isn't to, well a little bit to poke at Carrie a little bit. Uh, but it, I think I'm just going to start showing up in the middle of the night and just adding things myself onto your front <laughs> line. <laughs>
0: But it has to be, like, random things, right? Like, it has to be, like, things that, like, like, here's an old toilet with a Santa hat on
1: it. And I would be, like... Well, you would have to put the googly eyes on yeah, it as Google's- well, right? And the I'm beard. That's,
0: that's Santa toilet. And we will use it in our awesome display. Um, actually, it's funny because I added a couple more things. And then when she came back from the States, she was, like, is there really a Christmas tree? an inflatable Christmas tree on our lawn? I'm like, yes, there is. And I purchased it at Home Depot when you were away. So, deal
1: with it. Simple as that. Um, she You're says... Like Norm, and this is a real for you. They really like Norm on Cheers, probably yeah. at Home Depot and all these places. They're like, ARMS! Every time you walk in.
0: Dude, they know me. They, like, totally know. A Canadian Tire here in Amherstburg, they're like, oh, here comes that ARMS guy. And I'm like, you guys got any more of those icicle lights? Like, where, <laughs> you got any, Where's the inflatable Mrs. Claus that was on sale? Because i turned into, like, the the guy who like, I never said I would be this guy, but like when Canadian Tire has a sale and I'm like all over that, like, I'm like, oh, did you, I'll be in the flyer. I'm like, did you see these, these were on sale. These, these pots are only nine ninety nine, and they're really like 49 dollars Oh, oh, I know. I know. oh <laughs> you
1: want to know what? Like in one more year, you're going to be busting out coupons in line and everyone's going to be waiting behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, see what
0: we've got here. got this one two for one.
1: (laughs) Is this one valid? It said it expired in 98. But is it still good?
0: (laughs) Can I still use it? I'm glad you brought that up, sir. Um, As I would like to purchase this (laughs) this downy. uh, Do you price match? Lowe's because it says here? Can you imagine? (laughs) I'll Probably will because that's honestly my excitement nowadays is like trying to I'm counting it down. I'm
1: saying within 12 months. <laughs>
0: within 12 months dude dude I'm crossing the 40 mark in like two weeks it's insane I know I feel I was saying to somebody the other day man I'm like I, I felt like I just celebrated my 30th birthday like yesterday it's like this whole decade is just gone you know but yeah I don't know it's crazy
1: yeah we won't even get into how old I am so <laughs> <laughs> you're timeless yeah. ageless ageless hey, I like that. Benjamin Button, right? Time is going back. <laughs> you look better as you get older and younger. I wish. I was just saying, what was I saying before we even got home? I'm like, what, what is going on? The beard is just going, the hair. The...
0: <laughs> but at least you can rock the beard, though, dude. Like, I tried. She'll tell you, like, earlier this month, I, I told Kara, I'm just going to give up shaving and see how that goes. And it, she was like, I do not like you. You you have, like, this weird, it was going and, and thick honor, And that's
1: true love. That's
0: true <laughs> True love, right there. <laughs> like, I don't know what to think. And then Liam's like, "Ew, what's wrong with your face, Dad?" I'm like, "I'm just growing a beard, like a man, son." There's like a patch here missing. That's what I was about
1: to here. say. I was like, "Did did you get the nickname? Grow the nickname patches?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm always doing this. I was like doing this when I was thinking, and she's like, "Really? You had you've had it for like you've had it, you haven't it for like two days?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right." You know, <laughs> embarrassing. uh Yeah, she's right. We did get our Tupperware bowls for seventy percent off just hey, recently. So that's actually a great deal. It is. It, it really is. Uh, Eric says, "I used to run home as fast as I could after school to make sure I didn't miss any He-Man." Uh, my class nickname was He-Man. I, f- I named a bunch of my classmates after the characters in the show. That is an epic childhood. That I, think I, we I both have to ask named.
1: though. I have to. He said he named a bunch of his his classmates. Did the classmates know
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were
1: named? <laughs>
0: I call Adriano Beastman and Armin, I call him Merman, and we're like, "What? Actually, Merman would be pretty sweet. I would be okay with Merman. Big fan of the Merman." So, um, but yeah, eighty shows. It's funny. Everything is making a comeback now, too, right? Because they got the new Ghostbusters flick, um, which is like kind of like supposed to be the grandkids of the Ghostbusters. It looks pretty good.
1: I saw. Um, I, I saw mixed reviews on it, though. I, like I haven't watched it. My like I haven't gone and seen it myself, but I heard mixed reviews on the uh, the new Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah, I I was kind of off the Ghostbuster train when they did the one with like Melissa McCarthy back in 2016. And I think Kristen Wiig or somebody else from Saturday Night Live, I saw it and I was like, eh. And this one, I mean, I like Paul Rudd and he's in it, but he's not even a Ghostbuster, right? He's like the love interest of like the mom of the grandson who is the grandson of one of the Ghostbusters. So um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think that if you're going to do nostalgia or anything nostalgic, you should... Kind of stick to the source material a bit, but I mean, how do you tell the story? I mean, was it Harold Ramis' dad, right? One of the the guy who played Egon, so it's like, how do you do a story? But his kid actually wrote it, so it'd be pretty interesting. I mean, it, once it's on streaming, I'll probably watch it myself.
1: So, well why not, right? I mean, I think we're going through everything on uh, on the streaming uh, <laughs> the streaming devices, so.
0: I know it's crazy, right? Like I have like a list on like net because we have like Netflix, we have Amazon Prime, we have uh, I think we got Apple TV, and then I we got Dis- Disney Plus. To me, is awesome. Like I because I watch all the Marvel stuff, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think it's totally worth it. But you're right. I just click I I don't really watch normal TV anymore. I just go on my streaming device and find something.
1: That well, I and it, watch. like I I make myself laugh, and I'm sure I'm not the only person. I'm sure this is like the majority of people that uh, that. Do this, but like, you know, I'll be scrolling through trying to figure out what I want to watch. I'm like, oh, I really want to watch this, uh, but you know, that this isn't what I'm looking for right now. And like, by adding it to the the my list on Netflix, base- basically assures that I'm never going to be watching it ever again, <laughs> like, like ever. Like, it's interesting. Never watch. Yeah, but like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I wanna, I want to watch this. I want to watch that, and I add them to my list. I don't think I've seen one thing that I've added to my list. On Netflix uh, since I've gotten Netflix, so I, I have to stop doing that if I actually want to watch it.
0: What was the last thing that you watched?
1: I think it was He Man. <laughs> I, I think I think it was He Man. Although uh, I also watched. Trying to think, I've been watching F is for Family, the last little. Uh, oh yeah, little good bit with that. Uh, I enjoy it. I yeah. yeah. I mean Bill Burr is Bill Burr, right? um so i like i enjoyed it um for me especially when it's late at night i'm just when i'm watching things late at night i just i need something stupid and ridiculous just to like i don't want to think right uh and that's why i love things like even family guy late at night or uh even like even seinfeld i've been i've been going through again uh on now seinfeld that it's back on like netflix classic. so
0: it's classic. You gotta watch it. I mean, I I love anything to do with Jerry Stiller. When George Costanza's dad, Frank Costanza's on, that's like Anna Kramer episodes are like my like mindless watching. I could have watched them like a thousand times, and I'll watch them more. You know?
1: Yeah. Oh, and that's what, like I could know every piece of dialogue in every episode, and I, like there's still something that is relevant about Seinfeld to this day. That there's a moment in each day of my life. That I can still relate back to Seinfeld, even moving forward. Uh, each day that happens, I can be like, you wanna know what this is like? Uh, you know, I think, was it we were talking? I think a little bit about it, saying like, uh, you know, it, George Costanza when he peed in the uh, the drain in the shower at the gym. <laughs> I, and you want to know what? Uh, that's actually a bad example because now people are gonna think that we were talking about being, we were not. Hey, that podcast <laughs> thing that uh, that
0: weather guy uh, Boomerang does with that uh, guy that does all the food—they're peeing in showers. Did you hear? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which, you- that was a really bad example to be
0: used. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's... You
1: it's know what I'm of. talking about. Well, I now. know what
0: you're talking about. like We're <laughs> going to get messages now like, you guys talk about peeing in showers. You're gross. You guys here,
1: arms, arms pees in the shower. How does Carrie deal with it? <laughs> oh,
0: she deals. She deals. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> Toronto is my guest on the show today. Uh, Here's our mops. <laughs>
1: I thought I thought it's it's the move, the, the moves. Mops. The, the moops. <laughs> Do you remember that episode of Seinfeld with the Bubble Boy? Oh. And it was there on the card of yeah. uh, of uh, Trivial Pursuit.
0: Yeah. I and remember the kid that. was like,
1: oh, it's the Moors. And George is like, oh, I'm sorry. It's the Moose.
0: <laughs> Do you remember the one where uh, Kramer goes to like the Costco and he's got like the. um Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the horse the whole thing a thing and it's got the it's got the gap oh so good <laughs> michael Richards is so good in that role like seriously hilarious <laughs> oh my god oh it, adam says that we need to go see it as homework for our mega uh yeah i we're gonna have to have some sort of like somewhat of a roadmap i think when we what, have the four of us what on. are we gonna go see um maybe i'm thinking Ghostbusters. I got to go see Spider-Man man on the 17th. Like that's got to happen because I got to see what they're going to
1: do with that. But I don't know. We'll, we'll c- circle back. Can you guys just FaceTime me as you're in the theater? <laughs> 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 you got a bootleg In the movie for me.
0: <laughs> My friend, Adriano.
1: He's like, don't worry. For- we, paid, we paid for the ticket. Don't worry. Yeah,
0: paid for a he doesn't want to leave his house. <laughs> I don't care if it's a glare. He needs to see this. We have a podcast to do. <laughs> It, uh, Adam says we could see Ghostbusters we could go see Spider-Man I would even watch a dude again see um, I
1: haven't even seen Dune yeah, like,
0: Dune is like for me like I want to watch it but I also wouldn't even mind see now like my movie viewing has fallen into do I want to I have to go see it in theaters for the experience or can I just let it trickle out when it's on one of my streaming platforms right I did that with um, uh, Shang-Chi which I was like dying to go see it in theaters and then I just didn't feel safe to go to theaters when it came out like in September. Um, and then it came out on Disney plus and we, Carrie and I watched it a couple weekends ago and it was awesome. Like I was like one of my favorite Marvel movies, but um, now it's like Dune is for me. It's like, do I go see it in the theater? Do I not? And I kind of wait for it streaming Spider-Man. I got to go see Ghostbusters. I'll wait till streaming. Right. I don't know. Um, Cause it's kind of like, I and mean, when you're younger, when you go out to the movie theaters, right, it's like a whole thing. And then maybe you go out afterwards or, you know, you go get a bite. It's like. A lot of work to go out. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's like a whole day. Like, Carrie and I actually like to go during matinees on the weekends so we can find a sitter for Liam. It's like, we like to go during the day. And go Dude, my nice... whole thing right now is like,
1: is it worth putting pants on for? Is, <laughs> is it like, is, is it? Right? It's that's it's where my those... decision making has now come to. I had to dress up
0: for the first time, honestly, I think in a year and a month. Um, I didn't have to, but on Wednesday, like actually, usually if I'm out and about, I'll wear jeans or I'll, I'll wear a nice a button shirt or a sweater or something like that. And in summer, I was always rocking my shorts. Um, but I actually had to wear like dress pants and a shirt on Wednesday. And I was like, wow, like this is really uncomfortable because none of my clothes fit.
1: Dude, I, I <laughs> had know? to do that. And I was like Jack Black and Nacho Libre. Like, like, <laughs> every- <laughs> like honestly, like, it was unreal. <sighs> it's a COVID it's weight, like, man. I thought I was getting in shape. Like, was, I lifted a weight the other day. <laughs> Single weight.
0: I've got actually 10 pounders over here. And I used to go, as you know, I used to go to the gym all the time, right? Before I got married, I was like gym rat. And then I got married. Had my I'm kid. sorry. I
1: like how you throw Carrie under the bus there. Before I got married, I used to go to the gym all the time. She ruined it She ruined it for me. She in trouble. <laughs> You're
0: in trouble. You so going to get me in trouble right now. That's not what I meant. But... Uh, no, it's just, I, and she's always on me to go. She's like, go to the gym, go to the gym. And I'm like, I just, it's a lot, man. When you're raising a toddler, dude, like it's, I'm running after this dude nonstop and it's fine. But, uh, yeah, here we go. Thanks a lot, buddy. She goes, yeah, it's, it's, yeah! Not, it's, <laughs> <not so bad." laughs>
1: it's you know, I, I'm with you, Carrie. I get it. <laughs> I get it.
0: I can't help it that, it, and, and you know what I started to do? I started hiding snacks in the basement. So when I go like in my man cave, like I have a little stash of like turtles, uh, and and some peanuts. Uh, so while I'm watching TV in my man cave, I'm just like popping them, popping them. But,
1: but I but I love how you have the weights there beside you, so you can be like the the, the visual. The, as They're if right i here. work
0: out <laughs> just my, my weights right here i've got the ab roller which i never use i've got
1: a do you have the thigh master too Suzanne? <laughs> thigh master you're, you're using it right now right aren't you <laughs> i'm actually underneath the table just doing this trying to get those thighs definition summer booty you know
0: but it's hard man it's i think it gets harder as you get older right I know because I, I found some photos. We were doing some of the 5Ks with Chris Yuzinski like way back when, like in 2015. And I'm like, man, I used to do 5Ks. And now it's like I can't even walk down to the street without huffing and puffing,
1: man. Dude, I barely do five meters. Like, <laughs> it, it's oh. ridiculous. But like it's funny, though, because like when you're doing stuff and you're not even thinking about it, you do so much, so right. much, right? And then but like if you were to tell me, oh, let's go for a – you know, for a 5K walk or something like that. Like, Screw that. Like, ah, like, what? What? No, I can't do it. I'm not doing 5K. But meanwhile, yeah. it's nothing. Like, it's, it's absolutely nothing. But
0: Not a chance.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember, like, even when I was younger, playing sports, like playing soccer, playing hockey, I, morning till night, put me on the field or on the ice, I could play no problem, right? No problem at all. No, You know, I'd love it. But if you actually told me to like, well, let's, let's go for a run or do something, I'd get like to the house next door and I'd be like, sorry, I'm, out. I'm done. Let like, good. Can you give nope. me a ride back?
0: <laughs> Honestly, one of the things that I miss the most, and I, I actually came to this realization today because I would love to take Liam to it. And I'm hoping that there is someone in business still post pandemic is, and I always maintain that. I don't know why this wasn't a viable business model for anyone was laser tag and i would do the half an hour laser tag over on here on church and then there used to have a laser tag place on the corner of tecumseh road west and dougal back in the early 90s and we used to go play laser tag and i would literally run for like run jump high dive for like half an hour best workout of my life
1: no dude you're talking late li- you want li- have you ever tried paintball Paintball is on my list. I have not. Is it good? Oh, my God. Because it's basically, it's like laser tag. But if, like, I know you're competitive like me, very competitive. And so, like, laser tag, something happens, you're like, you know, damn technology, they didn't get me. There was no, you know what I mean, whatever. You know, the lasers are messed up. Like, paintball, when you get hit, you get hit. (laughs) So You can put, but it's. It is unreal. And there's there's that uh, adrenaline aspect of, like, there is that adrenaline in, in laser tag, but, like, if you get hit in paintball, there's a sting to it, right? Like, there's, if you get hit on certain spots that you don't have, you know, any any padding or thin clothing or or, or whatever on, like, you feel it. You can get some welts depending on how close you're, you're shot. Um, yeah, but, like, so that, that gets the adrenaline going, right? And so you do even more things, like, you know, diving and rolling and, 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 and stuff like that. Uh, it's awesome. Paintball, paintball is so much fun. Spoken oh, I, no never, I never thought he could handle paintball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he may have tried it one time and then just basically did Matt Damon in uh, Saving Private Ryan. Holding his knees and crying uh, against a tree or something, but I figured if, maybe he did try that at least one point. <laughs> I would be so awesome
0: at paintball. I'd be able to, like pulling some like uh, Keanu Reeves Matrix stuff. I'd be like boom, 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 like this. No, I would probably be crying my eyes out.
1: <laughs> oh, it like, is. You know, if if you want, and I don't know how this would be possible. You mentioned the the grand finale show of the four of us maybe next year doing doing a live stream of the four of us, whether it's we have our own GoPros on our chest and we're filming ourselves doing paintball, now that, that would be something that's insane. Are you taking the pad and paper out and writing, <laughs> writing this
0: down. Season two ideas.
1: <laughs> paintball. GoPro, paintball. <laughs> Season two. Honestly, I would love to just, even if he's on the same team as me, just go up behind Adam Castle and just, <laughs> just hold the trigger down and just empty out my clip. <laughs> oh, well.
0: Meanwhile, like Ian is like running and I'm I'm just screaming, just constantly <laughs> screaming. Ah, ah, ah. Ian's like, "What the hell am I taking time off of my schedule to do with these idiots?" <laughs>
1: Oh, and God. anyone has a valid point. Yeah. Yeah. He's not wrong. Very valid point. Not
0: wrong at all. Um, full automatic.
1: Nice. <laughs> and just remember, in your back, <laughs> in your back. Same team, everything in your back.
0: Oh, God. Seriously, if we can make it happen, because like I said, for season two, I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. Uh, for some good news that about this show um, where we the interactive stuff and you know you ever watched like David Letterman's Netflix uh, show where he'll bring on a guest like this uh, but then they'll have pre-recorded segments where they go out in the field and they're doing stuff I would love to have that for this show a um, little bit more bells and whistles and Adam says you know what I would expect nothing less from Adrian
1: <laughs> as long as you know I, I, we know each other well that's that's a good thing <laughs> It's done out of love. Oh, the hooting in the back is done out of love.
0: <laughs> we're going to need to film this. We yeah. are going to need to film when we hit it. Um, it is uh, episode 37. I can't even remember right now of the project. Uh, we were chatting with <laughs> Adrian on a totally...
1: Hour three. Uh, hour, yeah.
0: <laughs> hour 15 of the program. Um, we're happy to be here. Actually, we, we went back and forth. It was a couple weeks ago when we were chatting on Facebook um, about a couple of things on the go. And you were saying that we should attempt to do a Guinness Book uh, world record show. Oh, 100%. And I mean, it's I only,
1: up, what did I say? It's only seven days? Yeah, <laughs> seven
0: days of continuous live streaming. So, and the rules were that you could have dedicated co hosts. So it wouldn't be, I mean, God, if you could do seven days straight, just the two of us, I probably could, but it would get kind of crazy around day two. But if you, I mean, you could pass off to things, right? So we could be chatting and then we, I could take a nap and then Adam could come in or we could throw it over to Big Wiggle who could be performing live, but it has to be the same continuous stream. And then I looked on the platform that we're using for this to see if that would be even remotely possible just out of curiosity's sake. And we can only stream up to, I think a couple of, I think it's like three hours at a time, no, four hours at a
1: time. Well, apparently so, the creators of this platform don't think big like we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: they're mature
1: adults not (laughs) and that's probably more likely that's more realistic
0: (laughs) people who did this are mature adults but no they probably didn't think of that but then there's other streaming platforms too that i want to look into to see if that's something like that would be possible because i think that would be a pretty cool like even fundraising thing to do It's just seven days to do it it's like holy cow like we got to think of some content some good people to talk to dude you know well
1: and i I would find because i feel by like day 3 day 4 because if you know if you're you're, you're obviously you're going to have to get some rest you're going to have to have someone else take the controls as you're uh, you know you're getting your hour of sleep or <laughs> or whatever you're doing but like by day 3 i feel a lot of walls would be down that questions that you would ask or just behavior in general would get really entertaining <laughs>
0: I think that's why I love having like guests like you on because like, this is what the beauty of the show is, right? And I was saying this to somebody the other day. It's like, we can talk about the cool stuff about Windsor. We can talk about positive news. We can have a little bit of fun, but then can break down those barriers that you're not going to get in like a 15-second TikTok or like a 15-second news soundbite. Um, it's like you can actually do a deep dive and have a little bit of fun and showcase some personality, which I think is is so crucial when it comes sort of like the long form. Like I look at like, you know, Joe Rogan and his stuff and I know they go like, all over the map with his show but they really have that back and forth between joe and his guests that works out well and i think that's where you know people start to tune in and they're like hey wait a second i can relate to these guys
1: and that's not to not that's not to knock TikTok and like that that short no bird i mean i've seen all your test videos with the dance moves that you're doing about launching your TikTok video and it's quite impressive yeah <laughs> I mean, I, I was quite impressed by it, and I really do think you should uh, launch them all. But
0: I just, I just can't get the uh, what is it? The shuffle down is that the one that they're doing? I can't do the backwards where they stop in the middle of the street and the people are like, "What the hell are these kids doing?" And then all of a sudden they do the thing. <laughs> it is pretty impressive. I see those you I, know, a
1: lot of. The, I'm like, I, get, I can't. Yeah, that. I, I get and then again, tick, you get drawn in by TikTok. Like it, it has. Like I try to avoid even going in the area on my phone where that app exists and i purposely put it like in a a, the the furthest reach of of my phone uh to to access because it it sucks you in and you 15 seconds at a time you're wasting hours (laughs) you know in a black hole yeah
0: keep going keep going keep going. But it's funny how that works though, eh? Like they've just and then they program what is it, the algorithm to like based on how long you're spending on each video or something like that, right? So they kind of know what you're watching and what makes sense.
1: Dude, you know? cats. Mine is full of cats and <laughs> dogs and yeah, it's <laughs> it's unreal. Uh, they know me, they know me well.
0: <laughs> mine's all like Marvel movie stuff and then it's like, you know what I actually do love on TikTok is those um, eBay resellers that go to the thrift stores and they find stuff that like toys or stuff from like the 80s. Like, when you're at the thrift store, look for this. I flipped this online. I made a profit of $150.
1: I'm like, what and the I've, hell am? I've seen those and those are pretty amazing. But what freaking thrift stores are you going to? I've never seen anything of value at any thrift store, at least in Windsor. Like, oh, here's an SO 1988 Olympics Calgary uh, ashtray. <laughs> what am I what am I? $7. That for? Seven ninety nine for yeah. Arkansas, Calgary. I bought it for seven ninety nine. Resold it for thirty seven cents. That's,
0: <laughs> that's true though, right? Because it's like the one guy I follow on TikTok. He's like got his account. I think it's like it's somewhere in Arizona. And he's like, I went to the thrift store, store today and I found this a classic Mickey Mouse Disney thing sold online for four seventy five. I'm like, I got to go to the uh, stuff here in Windsor. You go in Windsor, yeah. you're like, oh, like there's not much here that I would think is of value. You, you,
1: you know, you also have to 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 wait like how realistic, like, you know, oh, I went into uh, this value village in, uh, in this small town uh, and bought this 1937 Rolls Royce for 50 bucks. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how, how realistic are some of these?
0: It's the beauty
1: of the internet, man. <laughs> but it's some get like, suckered in by it, right? They, they, I, they, I'm yeah. one of them. I honestly do. No, but I mean, they're like, I can do this for a living. I can yeah. <laughs> this. This could
0: be me. It's such a it's I, I call the slog, right? Like when you when you were talking about the show before we went live and, you know, getting you guys back on and checking in with you on a regular basis, all that kind of stuff. And it's like it's a lot of work, right? Like I think a lot of people who start podcasts or do live streams or do anything. And we talked about this. I mean, from you and Penis perspective, even back in the days when we were doing radio and TV together, the three of us, it's like I know you guys were talking about doing content and you know, getting involved in like podcasts and stuff like that. And you guys have done some things here and there, but to make sure it's consistent. I mean, how many times have we've talked about that? It beats like, I'm, I think that's where this I'm lucky because the a pandemic has allowed me to sort of cultivate this home studio where I can just at a moment's notice, I could be doing a project for work and then, Hey, I'm going live click. And away we go, but it's a lot of work, man, to keep it consistent, dude, you know, it,
1: no, hundred percent. I'm sorry for the shaking video. I'm, I'm getting into bed. Yeah, <laughs> just getting ready. <laughs> I'm, just,
0: I'm sort of continuous here. It's going to go down no, to dark mode. What I,
1: what I realized though is I could, because for anyone that was watching at the beginning, they may not have seen it either, but I was having some technical difficulties with my laptop. Um, and for some reason it wouldn't connect. So I'm on my phone and I just realized now as I'm at like minimal percentage, I'm like, oh shit, I didn't plug in my, my phone. So, I, I'm moving this to get closer to the outlet right now so I can plug in my phone. Well, it's so, okay
0: because, like, I also need like, you drop off and be like, Adriano?
1: Hey, yeah! Adriano. Hey, Mr. Marbles? Hey, Mr. Marbles? <laughs> Mr. Marbles? <laughs> so I'm sorry, I'm just slowly moving this.
0: It's okay. We've had, we we've had some success, though, generally on the show with people staying tuned in. We've had a couple of, um, you know, internet's the internet, you can't do much with your connection. You know, but, uh, you know, my buddy Steve Bell from AM800, when I had him on, we had some some technical difficulties getting connected. But that's what I love about the beauty of the Internet. I mean, it's you're able to do this stuff, too. And, you know, I know a lot of people who do podcasts, they they spend some time editing the audio and stuff like that. And actually, when I wanted to start doing this show. Carrie was like, you got to edit it. I'm like, well, I'm not editing anything.
1: Keep it raw. Keep it raw. I'm
0: not, I'm not doing that. I don't have the time Unless to I do totally
1: it. fuck up, then edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> no arms. You have to cut it. <laughs> a beep dump beep button. it, There's whatever it. you have to do. 12 second delay. Put a on my face throughout the entire interview.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to put a emoji at the 122 mark. Get a, on your a face. voice modulator. A quacking of a duck quack right as soon as you go <laughs> but you just gotta like just i don't know i mean you, you gotta know the audience too right I and mean, that's the 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 joy of the show is because it's like we can go from some of the community coverage that you know we've talked about over the years that some is shrinking a bit um and i can kind of provide a platform for folks here and kind of do a deep dive and then we can have you know upfront chats like this which is pretty good too uh kyra says uh yeah, you know I'm logging Kira, off you. Kira, Kira! Kira! She's probably Kira. going
1: crazy right now that you keep calling her Kyra. I apologize <laughs> um, no I'm actually enjoying it keep calling her Kyra.
0: <laughs> I'm logging <laughs> off if he tries to change something more comfortable
1: uh, yeah so I don't think you can take all right bets <laughs> well you don't want like a blue uh, uh, suede robe with a pipe <laughs> some reading glasses
0: if you throw it up like that I would be amazing You know just kind of be like hey how's it going i'm in my lair getting ready to just relax (laughs) oh god good times um so okay we're totally off the rails here but that's okay one thing i wanted one thing i wanted to talk to you about too and get your opinion on is you know and, and i've been seeing this all over the place i follow quite a bit of things on reddit and we talked a little bit about this before we went on air and i think from a tourism perspective I know you've got a pulse on, you know, what the industry is up against, what they're doing. Uh, you know, some of the, you know, geez, like we went out to eat. Um, and you know, you have to kind of factor in that service is going to be not as quick, I think because of staffing issues and, and things that are generally uh, part of the world we live in because of COVID and supply chain issues too. But, you know, there's that term that everybody throws around now called the great resignation. And, uh, you know, when Carrie went to the states last weekend, she goes, "It was well, totally weird." Really it's like getting
1: serious now, right eh? <laughs> Well, yeah. It was, it's
0: like what a beer. what a beer from this to this. No, but like, I want to get your opinion on that. Like about, you know, you hear a lot of these companies and things. You see that they say, "Oh, well, we don't know why people are leaving on mass," or you know, how do we keep our employees? And it's like pizza party. How about that? Let's throw them a pizza party, and hopefully, they stay for the 15 hours a day we're working them to the ground. To what? Like, what's your opinion on this? On you know, what has to change, what needs to change? What do you think can change?
1: You're, okay, you're realizing that you're going to have, by asking me this question and how I'm going to respond, you're going to have a lot of restaurant owners or business owners that are going to hate me right now.
0: (laughs) It's it's your theory because, you know, here's my thing on it, right? Like, and I said this to Carrie. I'm like, clearly what supposedly has worked is not working. No, because people are leaving.
1: The industry has been broken for years when you're making in some instances a single percent profit margin on on certain things that's not viable <laughs> that's not viable at all and the, and the hospitality industry has been broken for a very long time and 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 people the general public keeps expecting things to be more in terms of offering while less in terms of cost, And that's not feasible at all. Um, and like for, for employees in that hospitality industry, and I feel bad for the owners because they're really in a, in a really tough spot that they have to control their costs while, uh, while still being, you know, from a perception standpoint, uh, approachable from a customer standpoint when it comes to, to pricing, uh, you know, along the lines of quality, uh, you know, pricing next to, to quality. Uh, at the same time is that like a lot of employees, like minimum wage was next to nothing for servers and and people in the hospitality industry. And they were working weekends. They were working weeknights. They were, you know, working holidays. They were giving up time uh, with their, their family and their significant others and, and sacrificing all that. And a lot of times they were treated like shit by customers. Uh, they weren't treated the best, Uh, by some owners and and, and managers. And and I think what happened during this pandemic um, is that a lot of people, I mean, not just in that industry all over, really started reevaluating things and realizing, you know, what's important to them and what's worth it for them, uh, and a lot of people were realizing that how they were being treated for, you know, for what they were sacrificing and what they were having to put into it just wasn't worth it anymore. And a lot of people left the hospitality uh, and tourism industries, um, which is leaving them really in a tough spot right now. Um, there was a, there was an owner um, that I was speaking with today that was saying that. You know, in August, he would have loved and had the, well, maybe not the demand, but he would have loved to have been open seven days a week. Uh, In August, like in in July and in August, he goes, but because he didn't have the staffing, he had to go down to five days a week um, and and close on certain days that he would have loved to have been open because people just weren't willing to work in the industry anymore. And I think there's really going to be that discussion you know, to to be like, what what is going to make it worth it for people to want to come back to this industry uh, and and want to be working in this in this industry? And I know the the Tourism Industry uh, Association Association of Ontario uh, is doing this big survey uh, to to figure out, you know, why why is this there this why is there this mass exodus in hospitality and tourism, uh, and how can we fix it? Why are people leaving? and What could get them back? So they're they're they they know that there's something broken. They know that there's something wrong. They're trying to figure it out right now. Um and I, I think it's just that a lot of people just want to be paid a livable wage, want to be treated with re- more so, want to be treated with respect, want to have a place that doesn't add more stress to their lives. Um and 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 just want to be respected uh in, in the industry. And a lot of times whether it was from the the management standpoint or from the staffing standpoint, a lot of people just weren't getting it in the hospitality industry and they're leading it. My personal opinion doesn't make it fact. Um, but just in, in talking to a lot of people that were in the industry or were in the industry um, that, that it is, and it, it puts the owners in a tough spot um, because if you want to keep your employees, you're going to have to pay them better. You're going to have to provide them, you know, certain things that make it worthwhile that, that for them to be working there, which at the end of the day, possibly does come at a cost to the to, to the owner from a, a monetary standpoint, whether it's not something that's monetary to the uh, uh, to the employee or not it is possibly, it's possibly more likely monetary to the uh, uh, to the owner. Um, and, um, and and it's just it, it's it, it's having to manage that with, you know, the inflation of prices having to go up regardless, uh, you know, the, the cost, the increase to keep your staffing or even just having the staff to be able to do the things that you want to do. And now it's not even staff, it's just supply. Being able to to get ingredients, get products that are different, that are unique, that were usually a little harder and that now possibly aren't. So a lot of restaurants are really simplifying their menus and going back down to basic items because it's really hard be able to get a lot of products right now on a consistent and reliable basis as well uh, so it, it, it's a whole thing that i really do feel sorry for um uh for for restaurant owners and and, and managers that they're put in a in a tough predicament um but the the, the industry as a whole has been broken for a while and, I, and it I, has to be dealt with something has to be done
0: yeah and i i mean Man, I would I would echo that too across the board in a lot of these quote unquote corporations and, and businesses. Like, there's there's some real heroes that are coming out of the pandemic. Like, there's just, I think some very progressive companies in the United States that are paying not only their employees a livable wage, but they're. I mean, there was some legislation that was passed in um, in uh, Europe. I think one of the countries in Europe uh, about the no contact rule. That uh, for bosses to contact their employees when they're off, and that's like enforceable by law. I think it was Germany thing that came out with that, which I was reading, and that kind of sets up that whole. And I'm off the clock. I'm off the clock, right?
1: Well, and Um, even I mean, look at it. Look at it. I mean, Europe, the mentality for the hospitality industry. From a european country standpoint from european em- employees and employers is completely different from the north american one in europe that's looked at as like a a career as a viable career as something that you know you can continue on uh, in your you know in, as you get older we're here in north america it's like yes but when are you getting your real job what are you what are you really wanting to do with your life um and it's just looked at as a stepping stone uh, and so that's why it's great to see European countries being able to, to make those steps and being able to do that. But the the, the how how the the industry and those jobs are viewed uh, from Europe to North America are two completely like they're very divergent paths as to how they're uh, they're viewed. Uh, here they're just looked at as not real, just you know, kind of um, you're doing this for now, but what you know, what are you really going to do with your life? Uh, which is unfortunate because they can be very Beneficial jobs uh, and very well-paying jobs um, in in the right circumstances.
0: I think it's it's systemic though of 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 corporations and businesses. Like I've seen it so many times, where they're like, "Hey, there's a real big staffing problem. Let's throw a pizza party at it, or let's you know, and then let's 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 have another uh, survey and see what they want. And then like the number one result is like again, livable wage uh, appreciation. Well, how do we do that? let's give them hats with our logo on it. Like I I just don't I don't and 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 I could be wrong. I just feel like if you empower people to do and you I I've, I've certainly seen that shift I think from a management's perspective where it's like, you know, you're going to listen to me. I'm the boss to like I'm here to support you to do a great job. And Dude, how can I My staff
1: has taught me so much shit uh, over yeah. the years. Like it's it's incredible. They've you know, they've they've pointed out certain things that we thought we were doing well, but they pointed out, well, you can do this a little better, you know, yeah. and then doing it this way. And, and it was something that we overlooked, both Pina and I overlooked. So like, it, it, great ideas, great concepts and treating people with, with respect, it comes from everywhere, right? Yeah. And like, even yeah. we're, a, we're a small company. Like we, again, we, we, we've had a tough two years, but like, we're still paying our staffing like 18 an hour. We, we went up and this, we announced this uh, even before the pandemic happened, uh, that we were going, we were originally paying 15, but then we decided, no, we want to, you know, we want to try to pay them a, a livable wage. We want to try to be like a, a triple bottom line company. So, you know, with a lot of the stuff we tried to, you know, we're collecting money off ticket sales when tours are running uh, to give to IRCA to plant trees in our area. Cause we have one of the lowest tree covers in all of Canada. We want to pay livable wages uh, to our employees when they're they're working with us, and like we're just a a small company. And I think I, yes, it is hard for all businesses to do that, but it's not impossible. And I think it's more so that, and this is the hardest part, is that the customer really is going to have to you know be taught or informed and educated on. You know, what you're getting and what you're paying for right now, really, that isn't the true cost or value of, of what's going into it. You're really, I, I want to say, being subsidized to some extent uh, because, I mean, I think it's changed now with the, the new rule of, uh, of what the minimum wage is. But before, like minimum wage for a server was significantly less than actual minimum wage. And mm-hmm. so to some extent, the customer was was subsidi- subsidizing what the real cost of that employee was <laughs> for the employer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you yeah. look at it that way, by paying the tip because they were making less than minimum wage. Uh, and, and so I think the, the customer, to some extent, has to be educated as to this is what it actually costs. And we've, Pina and I get, you know, get approached sometimes and say, well, you know, what you... What you guys do, yeah, you're doing awesome stuff, but, like, tickets to your event are are expensive or what you're doing is, you know, is overpriced. And and we have no qualms whatsoever in saying, like, okay, yes, we understand our ticket prices are a little bit higher. And even now when you're purchasing our tickets, we lay out, you know, we pay our, our staff livable, livable wages. We're donating money back into the community to, to make it better and, and reduce, you know, uh, carbon footprints and, 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 and give back for our environment and things along those lines. And we try to show that this is where our money is going and why our tickets are a little bit, uh, a, a little bit higher, but it, it's, it's, it, it, the customer has to be educated that, and, and we, even with our tickets, we say, like, I'll give an example for beer fest. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a, a lot, especially when the LaSalle Beer Festival was going on. So, oh, you know, their tickets were cheaper. Okay. And again, it was being essentially subsidized by taxpayers within the municipality. Tina's <laughs> probably cringing if she's watching this right now that I'm talking <laughs> about. Them. But like, okay, you have a municipality using taxpayer dollars uh, and uh, municipal employees uh, that aren't being factored into the budgeting uh, of the event, basically subsidizing the cost of the event so they can offer it at a lower ticket price. Where, like, with our beer fest, when people laugh at us and say that, we say, Oh, well, we're spending six, seven grand just in fencing. We're spending 13, 14 grand just in tenting. We're spending, you know, a, a couple grand in porta johns. And, like, this is before, this is, isn't even anything glamorous that actually makes the event. And this fencing is just- poopers, and we're ah. <laughs> already at 10 grand. But like, there's things that you need for the event to actually happen, and we aren't even getting into. And we're we're well over twenty grand in expenses right there. Like, there's there's a reason why things cost what they do, and you can't. I mean, we're a for-profit business, and and obviously, all businesses for the most part are. You have to make money, right? And so, like, you can't fault a company for making, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And there's a lot of expenses that go into it. And there's a reason why things cost the cost, what they do.
0: Okay. So our friendship aside, again, we're, we're getting a little serious <laughs> here, but that's okay. Our friendship aside, and I'll put my neck out there for you, dude. Cause I believe in what you and Pina have done from day one. There is like the Disney don't make, level. Don't make, don't make me hang up. right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm done. If he says that bastard, no, um, <laughs> No, but like there's like the Disney level quality, right? Where you're really offering, and we're big Disney fans in this house, you know that, but you're offering somebody a, I don't want to sound exaggerated, but you're giving them a really great experience. And that experience, and I've said this to Carrie uh, many times about Disney, and that's something else I wanted to talk to you about, about it from a tourism perspective, but that experience costs money, right? You want good entertainment, you want good product you want great service it's all going to cost money and at some point there's that negative zone of sure it's going to be how good is it going to be like dude when we did the beer fest at uh, when we were covering it on CTV way back when back in the day I think it was the first one where we tapped the keg live on air and we talked about this last time you are on the show Uh, I came back that night with Carrie who's then my fiance and her mom and stepdad We had a freaking blast. Like you guys had the band kick in. I think they were from Detroit. Uh, You had all these craft brewers there. You had all this stuff going on. It was well worth the ticket price, in my opinion. But people don't see that value in the hard work that goes panic. It's not like you go, oh yeah, here comes the guys from Detroit and we're good to go. And here's a brewery and let's go. Like there's work that goes, you have to spend money to make money is what I'm saying.
1: hundred percent. And a lot of people don't realize that's a year of hard work and planning to get to those two days of that beer, a year's worth of work. And like that costs money as well. Time costs money, a year's worth of work costs money, right?
0: (laughs) Plus plus it's like somebody of your personality again, because I love you like a brother, somebody like your personality who's very engaging. It's those relationships that you're building with your vendors, right? Because people wanna work with people that they like and people that they trust. And they trust you and Pina to be the experts in saying, listen, we got this kick-ass idea, we're gonna put it on paper and we're gonna execute it and you guys are gonna love it and it's gonna sing but that takes that kind of trust and it's that sort of client relation management that is is a skill to
1: learn oh and like I and I can tell you thank you very much for that by I'm the way and I can, that, I the, truth, have, speak the truth we have certain businesses that that we've dealt with that we've built relationships with over the years that have been like you want to know what? I don't get what the fuck you're talking about. Sorry sorry for the language, by the way. It's getting late. I feel like we're past the time now. Censors are not paying What's attention. Your... I, I was just going to say, how's the whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> it's going well. Yeah. It's going really well, actually. here's to that. <laughs> God but bless like... you, mate. Sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh,
0: you were talking about... This is where we get into the angry ranting part of the show. <laughs>
1: You're shaking the fist while you have your drink. Um, I am going to have to ask you to just just go with it. You have to go with it. My dog is yelling at me right now because she's like, you skipped my dinner. I, am, I can hear her. She's like, I am waiting here. Do you, get it? Do you want me to t- – I can take
0: over for a minute while
1: you go feed her. That's Take fine. over for a minute. I'm okay. going to feed her. She will okay. quiet down. She will stop scolding me for skipping her dinner. She's yeah. like, this is usually the time I get second dinner. And you oh, haven't even so. fed your first
0: dinner yet. Yeah. So, okay. Listen, this is what uh, this is what I used to do in podcast. And all I the will time. come
1: back and discuss what I was talking about. Yes. So we'll be back in. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and we are also going to be. You see, he's gone already. We're also going to be welcoming a couple of people here to the program over the next little bit. This week, we've got uh, Eric Benici from Eyes on Windsor, who'll be joining us on Friday. At eight o'clock. He's one of our media sponsors and uh, supporters of the project. And then uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be welcoming uh, somebody I think most people are familiar with. You might have had an interaction with her over the days uh, as you were a young kid here in Windsor, Essex. But Claire All the Clown is going to join us on the program. Uh, Carol Brooks, a uh, great lady. Uh, she's retired as Claire All the Clown. Uh, i think a lot of people know her they love her she's going to be joining us on the show so that's the next couple of weeks here on the arms boom and Lag project so we're really excited to welcome eric and carol to the program and as always with this podcast we are looking for folks to send us your weather photos we're asking photographers to send me your shots we do the weather seven days a week on my facebook page and social media you can share those shots with me and we do the weather seven days a week you can tag me at arms boom and Lag for more details and like we said, we reach over 3,500 people weekly with broadcasts here on the Arms Boom and Leg Project. And uh, we get engaged by over 17,000 people on a monthly basis with this live stream. So we want you to be a part of positive news and conversation. You can find out more about sponsoring the Arms Boom and Leg Project. We do have some sponsorships available. You can message me directly on Facebook, or you can do so on Twitter or LinkedIn as well. As we're back with Adriano Chodoli. What do you think?
1: There we go. Arms, um, quit pretending like you're popular.
0: <laughs> Besides my mom, who watches the show, um,
1: she just keeps that, refreshing to get that viewpoint she, or the, that's the viewer. All,
0: that's all she does. It's 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 my mom, and it's uh, Carrie, and uh, even then she leaves it.
1: And, and Adam
0: Castle, Adam Castle, huge fan. <laughs> I, it's funny, like I, I, I'm going to rib you guys on this when you come on the show. I know when you guys, like I knew when I said you're coming back on the show. I knew Adam's going to be on the feed. Ian messaged me and he's like, "Dude, I'm working at the hospital tonight. I can't tune in, but I'll, I'll listen to the rebroadcast." But I know which guests are going to bring out. The other guests, and it's good, it's good. And then we have our dedicated diehards too, like Eric. We love him. Says I can't be, wait to be on next week. So I'm really pumped up to have him on. I, I got to tell you, you know, before we get into what we were just chatting about, I. Okay, everything's okay with the dog.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, you <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I just Sorry. want to make sure she's, she's
1: quiet and she's I was eating Like yeah. did the video freeze? I'm like, what? <laughs> Everything okay with the dog? It's and you're also- like Cheers, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> folks. I need a drink. If we're gonna go and I, I like, I literally don't have anything around me. I finished my tea, uh, done my water, but, uh. But it, it's isn't always good. Liam up? Can't Liam
1: be bringing you a bottle of whiskey? <laughs> I'm sorry. Do
0: your dad a favor. He's entertaining six people live. <laughs> Seven, if you count Adriano. No, he's he's well asleep. Actually, Carrie, I'm surprised she hasn't texted me. They say keep it down. Often when I do a, like a, a live cat uh, podcast, like when you come over to the house, I'll show you. Like everyone's like, oh, your 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 office is like. I'm like, this is just actually like a photo backdrop. <laughs> It's an unfinished basement. Like I've got little type stuff over here. I've got my video game set up over here. It's like I got to get walls and kind of get my own thing because she's always like, "Keep it down." But dude, I'm just, um, I'm, just
1: I'm just laying on my couch right now. I'm like, right, I'm just. <laughs> I be-
0: one th- thing about I've learned is when people like yourself, from a serious note again, like Adam Castle, I'm like Eric you can kind of get people together and you can kind of show each other support in whatever projects you're doing. Uh, you know, when I said I was going to do the show and you and Adam are like, yeah, we'll be on no problem. Uh, Eric was like, great. What can we do from an eyes on Windsor standpoint to make this a success and team up with you? Because, um, a lot of great event coverage. I know he's covered a lot of your stuff too, from Windsor eats. Um, so we kind of trade resources in that sense where if if he's a a
1: great job, just doing that for the whole community. Right.
0: And it's he's just such a great guy. And I think he's got a great website and something that's like lacking, not just from a culinary scene, because I know you guys got that covered from Windsor Eats, but just like the new music scene that's coming out, uh, different events that are coming out, uh, community fundraisers. I'm kind of trying to help him out, too, with yeah, stuff but, that we've got coming from,
1: down from the pipe. I mean, here's, the, here's the misperception that happens that a lot of times. People like, oh, someone else is, you know, talking about food or good the more eyes and the more people talking about the food scene like i from our perspective from the food scene here and in windsor the better it is get people the the competition isn't about the locals talking about the local spots the local businesses you know competing against each other that's not competition like the, they should all be supporting each other like the majority of money is going to the, and, and they have their spot and they you know I'm not saying they do bad things but like like the McDonald's and the Burger Kings and and all those things, the large corporations, like that that's where the majority of money is going in the small business are like this this is the face that runs the house. This is uh. <laughs> She's like, Yeah, yeah, that's right. What are you gonna do about
0: it? <laughs> she's like, why are you even putting me on camera right now, Dad? Like, oh, <laughs> oh my no, God.
1: He's like damn straight, I'm going on camera. Those six people I didn't know who Joey is. <laughs> oh, like, I'm so good, dude. <laughs> sorry. But like those that that's not the competition. And we 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 think it's a great thing. We like even ourselves, we have staff that have been like, you know, we wanna we wanna start our own tour company. And we've helped them, we've provided them tips. We think it's a great thing. Uh, That you know, we don't look at it as competition. We think it's a great thing, and so like you, how you mentioned, you know, Eric, it's not just food. That's great that he's talking about food, though. Too, the more people talking about it, the better, and getting people to know the great food that we do have in the area. I think it froze. I think you actually did freeze that time.
0: Yeah, it was. I I think Streamyard's telling us no. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Somebody's hacking in. No, but you're, you're like, saying please, please um, put, us out of your, put, put yourself inter- out of your misery.
0: They're like the guy signed up for a pro account. He's got to go ultra because he's going into triple overtime here. Simple as that. No, I think the internet. He signed is, up for pro streaming, he's right? No so pro. the internet's going to go
1: <laughs> He signed up for a pro account. He's, ex- he's no pro.
0: <laughs> I had to fill out a test and I passed. Okay, it's as simple as that. <laughs> they said like you're you are now a pro. Um, <laughs> Say so Adam, Adam, there you go. Yep, it froze. But we're back, I think. So we're uh, good. Adam
1: was enjoying uh, that we saying like the, in, your, in your face, Chotley.
0: <laughs> he's like, he's like, there goes your views now.
1: So, he's like, I episode though didn't freeze.
0: <laughs> I was a clear connection the whole way through there, totally. so you can take it and shove it. Uh, but no, yeah, it's it's nice to support um each other uh and and make sure that you can kind of support each other and if you have that that level of field of coverage like i know eric's covered your stuff i know you guys always cover stuff that we do i know you share my content too which is i think crucial and it's nice to kind of cultivate that community of like-minded individual too
1: thank you find um, your people
0: yeah right eric says you you, you got to check out windsor eats must try burger list it is pretty bad.
1: they're great burgers who cares that it's even windsor east they're just great burgers from great restaurants Kind okay, of, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Care that it's Windsor. <laughs> but it's but it's there's some great burgers on that list. Thank you, Eric.
0: Uh, it goes on to say, for a couple bucks more, you can get amazing burgers from smaller local eateries compared to the fast food joints. All right,
1: and that that's where I'm going to say uh, that's where I'm going to I'm going to confront Eric as well. Is that have you seen the price of what McDonald's and Burger King are, are charging now for for stuff? It's not even sometimes it's not even about a couple dollars more. Sometimes the local places even have better stuff for, for cheaper and fillings. I know when you, if you eat a like a cheeseburger at the McDonald's, you're hungry again in like 30 minutes. Like like that, you know what I mean? Like it, the price of things has gone up significantly. For some reason, people just associate fast food with cheap food, but it's not cheap anymore. It's not cheap anymore.
0: It's not, and it's like I try to every once in a while we get Liam like a hot cake happy meal, and like it drives me bonkers. Like God bless him, he'll eat it. And then there's days where like you're like you want one, he's like yeah, so we'll get him one in the morning if we come back from grocery shopping, him and I. And then he'll come home, he's like I don't want it. I'm like man, like that was like seven bucks. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Like and, and you and, and please eat it. Like at least have some of it. My God, you know.
1: The thing like I'm not I'm not knocking it. There's a time and place for it. Like it. You know, I I've been known to dabble uh, in uh, in a McDonald's cheeseburger every every now and then. Like it, it you know, there's there's nothing wrong with it, but like just don't think it is what it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, listen, I want
0: we got a couple more things I want to talk. You, you're good to stick around for a little bit longer?
1: So we're on topic number two. We're moving on to topics chapter 2. Chapter 2. <laughs> Chapter two. You're good. I don't like, I'm good. You, like Zoe's good. I'm good. Okay. I'm
0: too- okay. I love
1: Zoe. She's giving me like the evil eyes right now beside me on the, on the, the coach. But- She's probably like,
0: like, what the hell are you doing?
1: You know, like, dude, um, snuggle time. Come on. Yeah. Wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up with your
0: Filipino brother. Wrap it up. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to talk about and I, and <sighs> I think we can kind of get into the weeds here a little bit is, uh, and then from a very like honest and, and loving perspective. And I know it's been the talk of, of Windsor for the last couple of weeks. Uh, certainly tonight was a pretty emotional night if you caught the last broadcast of uh, a guy that I think we both highly respect and, uh, and think is uh, pretty much the voice and face when it comes to news here in the region, uh, Mr. Jim Crichton, signing off after an amazing run of, I think was it 40 plus years in the industry and 21 at the helm of CTV, A Channel and A News uh, way back when. What was your first encounter with Jim um, through the years? I know you've run into him so many times. I know you I mean you're essentially a co-host of ours back <laughs> in the day at CTV. Um wh- wh- what was your first interaction? Do you remember that with Jim?
1: It You know, it's it's interesting because I I don't know what it is. For some reason, I I have this wall that's always up, right? That I'm always like, what? What is this person hiding? What are they? That's not you know really who they are. You know things along those lines, right? There's always a little a little doubt in my mind for some reason. I don't know. Maybe that says a lot about me. <laughs> That's the way about as a person, You're just cautious like, about it, right? Yeah. So like when the first time I met Jim, like you know you see him on air, uh, and the first time I met him, he was very much like how he was on air, right? Like just that that persona that. That 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 voice, uh, his cadence of speaking, just everything like that. But then, as I got to know him, it was like, no, that's fuck, that's Jim. Like that's, like it was, he was get, like that was his true self. Just in in kind of the the the, the jokes, the puns, the segues uh, that he gave on like that was him, his personality. He was such a good person. Like he always remembered who I was every time I saw him. Uh, you know, you, you know oh, and again, always by name uh, saying hello. If I wasn't the first, like he was, he always seemed like he was the first one to say hello uh, every time, no matter, you know, where it was at or, or what he was doing. Uh, he was just a genuinely good, like even forget about kind of for I, I, I iconic in Windsor from a news uh, perspective and, and, and a, you know, a local celebrity perspective. Just as a human being, he was such a good person, um, and, and and like for me that 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 trumps trumps everything, um, like above uh, what you do for a living or or, or what uh, is who you are as a person trumps everything. And I just I, that I respected Jim uh, just as how he was as a person and that he just genuinely cared uh, about how people were doing uh, when uh, when he talked to him.
0: Yeah, I, I, I echo your sentiments uh, exactly. I mean, I really, I, I mean, I posted earlier this week a bit of a tribute. I, I knew I wanted to do something for the guy. And I know he made comments on AM800 when they interviewed him earlier this week about, you know, he doesn't want it to be a celebration of him. He wants it a celebration of the station and the folks who have made it through the years uh, from the A Channel days, A New Days to now CTV.
1: But that's um, volumes as to who he was as a person. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right?
0: 100 percent right. And and I just, you know, I, I just go back to even like my first time walking into A Channel uh 2010. It was the summer of 2010. And they were Christy Bazaar uh was moving into uh from a weather person into reporting full-time. So um I ended up interviewing for the gig and uh i remember jim coming over and talking to me and i was a bit awestruck because this is the guy i would be watching on the six o'clock news it's and like you was like wow like he's very this is it i'm you know this is who this is who i am and you know as i got to know him and work with him over the years i did and we became friends it's like you know you see the reaction that he would genuinely give to the community as a whole when he was out and i don't think I mean, he said, you know, he learned a lot from Cam Gardner. I would say that, you know, very much Cam was an influence on so many of us, but Jim was like in a whole realm of his own in terms of the amount of charity work he's done, things, events that he's emceed, being out in the community. And he's always, I mean, some of the photos coming in from folks over the years, just getting to know Jim in the community, it's pretty awesome to see. So, uh, I, I was, I'm happy for him. I I know that this is the next step of his, his life, but, uh, he was just always so awesome. And I know he would always say on Tuesdays when we would do a- to me, he so said, what's cooking tonight? And I would say, uh, I'm like, I honestly don't know. I go, I don't. I- I- and then he would start laughing and he's like, hell- well, hell do- arms!"
1: half the times I didn't even know. No,
0: I know. I would be texting you when I got off air on AM 800 and I'd be like, dude, like what's on for tonight? Because my producer's asking like, what are we doing? And then you'd be like, hang on. An hour later before showtime, you have like, God bless him, Joe Falea, who's no longer with, like, uh, Il Gabbiano. right? He's, uh, he's in real, real estate now, but I ran into Joe the other day, and I, re- I go to Joe. I remember those times you guys, He's like, hey, Joe, call me, and I'd be, like, grabbing stuff from Il Gabbiano, and I'd be coming <laughs> up, carrying it up to the Bell Building, and we'd just be like, what are we making? Oh, I'm making something, <laughs> you know?
1: The best is when I would get people there for the very first time, and it was like, you know, but it was like when someone canceled – and so I was scrambling and trying to find someone very last minute and they would, they would show up and I was like, okay, meet me in your car in front of the, <laughs> on, on Goyo, <laughs> it would be like weird. And then they'd show up and they're carrying all this stuff and we're like, okay, we have to wait here, <laughs> wait, wait here. Someone will come down the stairs. <laughs> and it was like such, it was so weird. But so awesome at the same time. It was like the amount of hustle, though. Like, And and, and I,
0: I always used to say to people, too, I'm like, I never had like a working producer for that kind of stuff. Like, it was up to me to book all this stuff, right? So then I, I put it on you guys. <laughs> I'd be like, listen, Tuesdays, we're going to like, you know, Fox 2 cooking segment. Like, they do a cooking segment very well. And we we're very different from Fox, but like, it's highly rated. Uh, what can we do from a local perspective? Right. So then we bring in, you know, at first, at first it wasn't, you, you were just coming on from events perspective. Like you'd be doing stuff so. yeah, at, right when I got the gig. And then I was doing a cooking segment with chef Rob Catherine, was at the, uh, one of the chefs at the unemployed health center, um, and, and the pantry there. And he was a great guy. And then chef was doing it and he was bringing stuff every week and we're doing stuff on TV and we're recording it. And it's a lot, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a lot, dude. And chef says to me one day and he goes, I, I just, dude, I'm out. <laughs> and I didn't want to lose the segment, so that's why I said you guys want to come on and take it over from a restaurant perspective. And we ran, I think, with that. I think it was like what 2013 until we signed off in 2017, right? Um, and I
1: would like to. I would like to just point out we've rolled into hour two. After <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the past hour two,
0: we, we have um, hit the uh, hour two mark um, <laughs> here on
1: the Arms Boom and Leg Project, and this hour is brought to you by no, um, <laughs> no. But I will point out you're you're absolutely. It was a lot of work. It was, it was, and as I'm sure you're seeing, even with uh, you know with uh, the Arms Booming like uh, you know podcast that, or project that you know when you're done one episode, okay, it's weekly, but it feels like you blink and the next one is right there as well. So even when you're planning ahead and trying to plan as far ahead as possible, it's amazing how quickly the next one comes up to get going. And sometimes, like because you're going on air, because you're just dealing with every day. You know, people weren't. we are not no, you know, local new celebrities like arms, arms booming. <laughs> but like, because you're dealing with people, especially in the hospitality, especially with chefs who are behind the scenes in the kitchen that no one sees. You know, you start approaching the day, and then all of a sudden, someone's like, "No, can't do it," or like, all of a sudden, they'll be like, "We got absolutely slammed, and someone called in sick, can't come in today." And so there were so many times where we'd be scrambling last minute being like, I have to find someone like, because it airs airs in an hour. (laughs) I think I, I said to
0: Carrie the other day, we were talking about stuff and I was going through some old footage, trying to find some footage of Jim that I had and things that I could put together a tribute. And I found some stuff of us and I'm like, Carrie's like, do you think you would do it differently now if you were still doing it? I said, oh yeah. I go, I'm filming stuff with this. I'm not you know, I'm filming this. I could film I could go to the restaurant now. I was just thinking how it was working these today. i'd probably we'd probably meet at the restaurant. we'd bang out like a talking head interview, and then I'd film some cutaways, cut it up, send it to the server. It's done. And it,
1: it's amazing because I, I i I credit, and as horrible as it was, I credit the pandemic for a lot of that as well, though, for people to realize shit, we didn't have to keep doing it the way we always do it. Or the way we always did it yeah and and that's one positive that is going to be shining bright when all this is said and done is just how the ones that survive the businesses that survive and are thriving afterwards are the ones that are really embrace the change and and realize that things can be done differently uh and 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 and, and took that and ran with it and yeah like yeah, you could. The quality of video that's on phones right now is unreal. Yeah, you yeah. absolutely could, and and people wouldn't even notice the any change in quality.
0: Yeah, and then we could even do like you know there was something he said for us to being live. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, you guys had your own set, and like, no, we were in the kitchen, which was literally
1: <laughs> feet like three feet yeah, away we from him. We talked about this in the last one that like we were just feet from Jim giving. You- the broadcast yeah. <laughs> like, and we're just waiting
0: to for us to go live and we're like remember we used to tell the chef or whoever's on the show be like
1: Shh. yeah like i could have i could have just gently tossed a like a tomato and hit jim in the head with it just like just with my fingers like flicked it and like that's how we were close it was a good run man
0: and and the reason why i bring it up is one because i know we both know him and you know i want to bring it up because you know it's a monumental moment in his career. Um, and, you know, quite a few people have been asking this. You know, Debbie says, are you going to interview Jim? Um, I'd like to. I'll, I'll make it. I, I've said I've made it a, a sort of a goal to for my 2022 list of people to bring on the show. Um, I, I'd love to for him to be, you know, on and, you know, regale with some tales of, you know, his stories. He's got a lot of them um and and some of the behind the scenes stuff that you know we did over the years too but uh we'll see what 2022 brings but i know he's kind of winding down now and enjoying time with pat and the family so that's good for jim well,
1: good for him because i think a lot of people realize okay like okay you were doing an hour from six o'clock to seven or six to six thirty okay you were doing 11 to 11 30 but there was a lot of hours before those those air times that was being put into it like he he was he was sacrificing his life, and that's not even mentioning the the volunteer hours he was putting in, the organizations that he was helping out, uh, and the stuff he was doing in the in the community. Like it, it, it much like the hospital we were talking about, the hospitality industry, doing stuff like that. It takes away a lot of your private life. It really does. Not that it does. I wouldn't know, yeah, but it, like it, it really does, does right? It,
0: it does, and I think it's 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 like. You, it's almost like Jim and I used to talk about it. It's like you sign up for it. I think when you're in that public spot, I, that's part and parcel of what you do, but I don't think anyone has done as much as Jim. Like it just, mm. you know, from the Highland games in Kingsville, he used to MC. I'm just thinking things that all the different car shows he used to do. He used to do the MS. First crews. of all,
1: talking about cars, I would always talk like how we were saying that Jim, you know, what you, the persona that you were getting uh, when you were talking to Jim, but if you brought up cars, there was a little there was a change. Yeah, yeah, there was something. There was an extra twinkle in the eye. There was something yeah. that changed anytime you brought up, especially like with classic cars or or muscle cars or anything like that. There was something used- that special that just changed within him when he was talking about that.
0: We used to have that same kind of vibe. And a lot of people didn't know this. Like he would, his morning show, because he would go to bed super late uh, because he'd do the 11 o'clock cast. Would, he said he would often tune into the tail end of the Lynn Martin show. Uh, and then try to catch my noon show when I was doing my noon program. And I would purposely play. I mean, I'm a big fan of Motown music, like 60s and 70s Motown. So I play a lot of Motown stuff like Bobby Blue Bland, uh, The Temptations, stuff like that. A lot of soulful stuff I would throw into the mix on the show. And he would text me and he'd be like, uh, I'm picking up my dry cleaning in Bobby Blue Bland. And I'm and he's got like, that I've got the windows down and it would make me happy just knowing. And we jam and we would. You know, he would, you know, bring some vinyls. We, you know, we'd talk about different things, you know, before we went on the, the air about, you know, 60s and 70s sounds of CKLW during the big eight. And he would get excited, right? Because it was like the sound of a generation that we would be doing. So um, it's nice to see that passion come through. But yeah, I just, yeah. I, I thought it it would be nice to kind of talk about him a bit and, uh, you know, reminisce about the guy because he was such a good guy.
1: Like, okay, he's retiring. So obviously I'm not going to be rude in saying that he's not, uh, a young person <laughs> he's retiring from his from his uh, from his career. but like he was like an old soul. like he really like he really was in terms like he loved just that classic like old school goodness from Motown to those classic cars like that that was his jam. He absolutely loved it, and it was something that really lit a spark in him anytime it was brought up in conversation and any time that it was just brought up in general. Um, it, it, you could, you could see that, that, like that was something that was near and dear to him.
0: So God bless him. I'm so going to try to get him.
1: Able, I'm <laughs> really curious to see, uh, if he has any projects when it comes to cars, uh, in his retirement now to, to pass his time. So I'm really I, curious to see what he does.
0: I, I, me too. And that's why I, you know, give him some breathing room before I start making the ask and say, Hey, come on by. So Debbie, thanks for that too. Uh, wh- where do you think you're going to be retirement wise? Honestly? I mean, it's hard to say, like, wh- like, wh- like, not when, but like,
1: I feel you- like over the last two years, I've pretty much retired since everything came to a standstill. So, you yeah, know, I've been enjoying it, I hang out with my dog, <laughs> just go it back. <laughs> Honestly, who the hell knows? <laughs> it's it has been such a like. A... First of all, I mean, we started in two thousand four the last how many years is that 17 years now over 17, 17 years.
0: years oh my god feels
1: like such a whirlwind like right it, it, it honestly has gone by in the blink of an eye but even these last 2 years have just been like who the hell knows what's going to come hmm. and and what you know because when we first started Windsor Eats we were just a menu guide all we were were just saying like just go here to eat it's a great place go go eat there and then we like it quickly evolved to doing tours to doing events doing festivals and doing all this stuff to winning provincial local provincial national awards like we're very fortunate that all this stuff has happened but like i never once in my life expected when i started windsor eats uh that all this was was going to come about and this is what it was going to be so like who the hell knows like and and i i like, yeah, you have to plan. Yeah, plan for the future, obviously. <laughs> kids, yeah, plan for the future, kids, obviously. But, like, like the best laid, the, the best plans sometimes, like, just get thrown to the side because who knows what the hell is going to happen, opportunities that are going to be thrown, and, and roadblocks and obstacles that are going to be thrown in your way that you have to overcome that maybe point you in a different direction as well. Uh, and so it's kind of like yes, plan, but also you know don't be so rigid to those plans and be be flexible enough to to adapt to what's thrown your way too. So I, it's and I still like to think I'm a little bit young, even though I'm not uh, anymore. Like, you, can, you can see the the gray here in the in nice. the beard is uh, is coming through. But like yeah, who knows, arms? I mean, I could say yeah, I'm gonna grow old and have built this empire of. Uh, of great stuff throughout Ontario of festivals and, and, and events, but really who knows where it's going to, where it's going to lead. I mean, the, definitely these last two years have really been something that have, uh, uh, that have got me thinking in, in different ways and, and different things. I mean, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said, I didn't even just say, you want to know what, you know, all the the pain and suffering that as a small business owner, we've gone through in the two years, screw this. I'm just going to work for someone work nine to five, get my paycheck and just, you know, not have any stress whatsoever. And I'm sure that's passed through every single entrepreneur and small business owners mind over the last two years. It's like, why am I doing this? Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you, you, you want to do what you love and, and then you work through the challenges and find ways to make the challenges, you know, something that's beneficial to you. So in okay. short, I'm not going to answer your question. Uh, <laughs> i'm just gonna dance around it boy yeah, i'm just gonna, it. Dance around, just gonna dance gonna, around gonna, it. talk about it for another 45 minutes until we get into hour three, three.
0: And <laughs> oh. well i'll I tell you this okay so yeah, you're gonna be back on the show on the 30th
1: that's gonna be oh, fun. for the uh for the for world the round- uh, record-breaking um roundtable
0: uh, <laughs> shenanigans new year's um we'll have some fun with ian and 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 uh adam castle we'll have uh lots of stuff to talk about what else is coming up this month for you what's on the horizon coming up you know between now and christmas
1: okay first of all holy shit it's almost december like that <laughs> right? that's number one like oh my god <laughs> we're at the end of november right now i walked outside and even though i saw my phone oh it's minus one I walked outside earlier to bring Zoe for a walk. I was like, holy shit, it's actually minus one. Like, I know it said it's it on every weather app. I know, I know arms said uh, that it was going to be you know, minus one, but holy shit, it was actually minus one outside. And then when I looked out last night, there was some snow on the, on the, the hoods of the, the cars like, and the, the roofs of the houses. Like, shit. But, like, with that, bright lights, I mean, it starts next week. And and we're going to be there. We're going to be doing our gourmet waffles again for the first time in like two years. Uh, so we're excited to do that. Hopefully, we're able to you know to see the community out going and visiting the lights, enjoying, uh, releasing some stress, and enjoying the lights with family and friends and or themselves. Um, and and you know, in supporting the the artists and the, and the uh, the food vendor and drink vendors that are going to be there because uh, there's going to be the art market. There's going to be you know the the food market uh, as well. Um, and then, so we're, Pina has been working really hard. Pina actually took a 30 day baking course. Wow. Uh, yeah. A 30 day baking course where she was making stuff every single day, which we're now, uh, utilizing that she's coming up with some, uh, some fun stuff, uh, for the, uh, the waffles for, uh, for bright lights. Uh, so we, normally we would have released the waffle, um, uh, the waffle uh, concepts that we're going to be offering uh, by now, but we're still finalizing some of them just because of that 30-day uh, course uh, baking course that Pina took, uh, which has been unreal. Which for her, I feel sorry for her because literally every day has been like sugar and sugar and butter and <laughs> and like yeah, like every single day baking something new from cookies to pies to uh, all crumbles to all this stuff, right? Um, and I've been like, I'll come over and I'll take that. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm having if I do I'm having this marshmallow candied cornflake cookie for dinner. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, but she's she's putting some concepts together for the the waffle. So there is that happening um, uh, coming up, and there's gonna be a lot of great restaurants there. For we were talking about Rico Taco earlier. He's gonna be at bright lights, not serving tacos, but he's gonna be doing his churros. Uh, every weekend at bright lights, uh, which is awesome. Um, so, uh, you know, go there. I know, uh, smashed apple is going to be there and a bunch of other, uh, other small businesses as well. Uh, we, I know we, we're still, uh, you know, seeing the effects. We just recently launched our gift guide for the holidays, uh, that's available on our website that we showcased. Um, like several dozen, uh, I believe over 60, 70 uh, different small businesses, uh, food and drink businesses within Windsor Essex uh, for great gift ideas for the holidays. Uh, so we're, you know, we're still pushing that. Uh, but then in really for the most part it's getting ready, uh, getting ready for next year. Um, you know, we're looking in January, we're going to be launching our be a sausage maker classes again um, with uh, Robbie's Gourmet Sausages. Uh, awesome. We have tickets already selling for those. But we have cocktail, you know, be a be a mixologist classes uh, for making cocktails that are uh, taking place in January as well. Uh, we are working. I don't want to get too much into this because we're still finalizing, uh, but we're working on uh, be a pasta maker class uh, and teaching you how to make some pretty, uh, you know, um, simple but then also extravagance uh, different pastas as well and then cooking it up and making sauce and, and eating it uh, on this what you've made on the spot as well. So we're getting those ready uh, to, uh, to launch as well. So, you know, we're, Pina and I, it's nice that we're finally able to get back to this stuff again uh, and start uh, doing, the, doing some of the things that, or at least planning some of the things that we've always loved, uh, loved doing and loved about our job. Uh, so it, we're, we're excited about it. And those are some of the things that we have coming up, uh, which visit WindsorEats.com. You can get the tickets on there. Like I said, the, the dinner on a pier, the, uh, the be a sausage maker, the be a mixologist, uh, those classes, those tickets are already available online and selling. Um, and so like, it's just, it's exciting to think that there's going to be a resemblance of a normal again, um, even with, you know, some of the news that was mentioned. Uh, over the last couple days, there's still going to be a resemblance of normal because I don't think this is going anywhere. I think this is going to be kind of me personally, not a doctor, not a scientist, not anything. I personally believe this is going to be like the common cold or flu or whatever that is going to be around for a very long time. We just have to learn to deal with it uh, and get our shots and and stuff along those lines each year or whatever it is. Um, But And and we're just going to have to learn to, to create a normal around it. Uh, and, and minimize its effects.
0: so well I, th- I think a big part of that whole piece of normalcy is you know providing folks uh a great experience here with everything that's offered in windsor
1: essex and i think you guys do a great job so thank you uh, and 100 percent. and i think one like one thing we, we keep saying and a lot of people are saying is like people aren't looking for things anymore they're looking for experiences they're looking for creating memories they're they're wanting something that's more valuable than just holding some like uh, an object in your hand or having stuff, right? They, they, they want something a little bit more, of uh, more substance. Um, and I like to think like for the last, you know, 12, 13 years, we've been doing that we've been providing that for people. And I really think as we continue to evolve and, and, and offer different things along those lines that, you know, it's just, it's not just going to be beneficial for us. It's going to be beneficial for our whole community as people really see how much you know, locals and visitors alike. Cause a lot of what we do is for locals as well is to really understand how much great stuff there is, is in Windsor Essex uh, and truly appreciate what's in their own backyard.
0: Uh, I appreciate you brother. And uh, I'm going to say it again. I always say it. You're going to be like, you know, when Johnny Carson used to have, like, Burt Reynolds on all the time, you're going to be, like, my Burt Reynolds
1: coming on, like... <laughs> you want to know just... what? If I, could, if I can be like Burt Reynolds was on some of those talk shows in the, the 70s and 80s... Everyone's oh, hammered. man, I've done something with my life. <laughs> like, I, like that was, that was just not caring about anything, because you knew you were just, like, right up there.
0: You're just right up. So, we're going to... i get you back on with the boys, uh, end of the month, and then... Season two opens up. Hopefully, again, some pretty big news with the show, and then we can kind of explore some of those ideas we talked about.
1: Thank you. Uh, Honestly, awesome. And uh, thank you so much for having me on again. I really agree. And hopefully, you know, people have been entertained uh, throughout this whole thing. And I really do hope that, like, if you're bringing myself and Ian and Adam Castle on and we do do something like a, a Mario Kart, that there's just some way to rig it. So Adam is just so bottom of the barrel in <laughs> everything that he does. <laughs> uh On that episode, <laughs> just like spin out, wah wah wah. Yeah, like right. I just want, I, like, if we're doing Mario Kart, I just want, I want him spinning on a banana every three seconds as he's going <laughs> along. Because we all, anyone who's played Mario Kart, knows how frustrating that is when you get hit by a banana, start getting up the speed, and get hit by another banana. Like that is the worst.
0: It is absolutely doable and uh ah, thank you, you we'll try thank to make you. it happen okay brother man have a good rest of the night spend some time with that lovely dog and uh i'll see you well, i'm sure we'll talk before then but regardless i think everybody in the audience will see you back on the 30th okay
1: and tell carrie i'm sorry for keeping you up so late again uh she's and... watching. I, know she's watching. <laughs> I know
0: she's watching i know she's watching she's gonna go upstairs she goes that oh, was a good show it was good it was good you have to have him on i'm like yes it's good <laughs> appreciate it brother man take care okay you too buddy god bless see you man Ciao. Adriano Chodoli from Windsor Eats. What an awesome dude. Uh, One of my good personal friends and uh, somebody I highly respect, admire, and uh, certainly want you to check out his website for everything that he's got on the go. Uh, And it's a lot. And as Adriano says, you have to continue to experience life, and they're going to have it for you, a little taste of Windsor with uh, Windsor Eats. And uh, they'll be at Bright Lights, like Adriano said, number of events from Dinner on a Pier, all on the website, WindsorEats.com. Debbie commenting just before we wrap it up saying, great show again. Debbie, thank you for being a dedicated viewer to the Arms Boom and Light Project. I appreciate it. As we hit almost the two and a half hour mark with uh, extra large edition of the show tonight with Adriano, that's going to do it. We're back again next week with my buddy Eric from Eyes on Windsor. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Have a great weekend, and maybe we'll see you around Windsor at the different Christmas events this weekend. Take care.